Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So I'm calling shenanigans. They still haven't called the race for Carrie Lake. Yo, last night we were waiting for the primary results out of Arizona. You guys know that we've had Carrie Lake on the show several times. She's, she's amazing. And uh, I saw the, the, uh, the, the, the polling results as, as they were coming in. And I was shocked to see that Carrie Lake was down in the polls. I was like, how is this possible? Everybody was like, nah, she's going to win. She's going to win. And then I was like, well, what can you do? Go to bed, wake up, boom, Carrie Lake in the lead. 80% reporting. And Carrie Lake and her team, they've declared victory. Now, analysts are saying in all likelihood, it really does seem like she can't lose. There, she's up around 11,000 or so votes. And it looks like the remaining votes that are going to come in aren't going to pull enough for uh, her opponent to win. But something strange is happening with uh, how it's being handled. And there is a, 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 an interesting so, uh, solution to this conundrum. Democrats have reportedly been, been crossing over and voting in the GOP primary. When you look at the results right now, you can see Maricopa is, is against Kerry, or I should say it's for Robson, her opponent. And that's the dense Democrat area. If they're coming out and voting in the GOP primary, that's what you would see. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what's going on and why they haven't called the race yet for Kerry Lake. And then we got, I guess, in, in international news, Russia says they're going to join China if a war breaks out between China and the U.S. over Taiwan. China's going to be firing missiles over Taiwan, the first time ever, and surrounding it with live fire drills and military uh, ships. You know, I, I really do think that it's possible. I think it, it's probable Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan because they expect Taiwan to fall and fall soon. So we'll talk about that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work as a member, you get access to our exclusive members-only show, which will come up tonight at 11 p.m., TimCast IRL, members-only, uncensored, as well as our other shows that we have, like Tales from the Inverted World and soon-to-be Cast Castle. With your support, we're going to be doing a whole lot of really awesome stuff with new shows. And I want to stress that we have taken PayPal off the website. When you sign up now, you are supporting Parallel Economy. That's the name of the company. It's called Parallel Economy, ParallelEconomy.com. Dan Bongino co-founded this company, censorship-resistant financial transactions. We have seen people be debanked, banned from their bank accounts for their opinions. I don't stand for that. So we, we immediately were like, we got we to get parallel economy. We have to support the systems that will allow people free speech, and we have to reject the systems that are shutting everybody down. So when you sign up at TimCast.com, you're not only supporting us, you're supporting parallel economy. You're supporting Rumble Infrastructure. So don't forget, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us today to talk about all this, we got Libby. Libby's back. Hey, I am back. I'm Libby Emmons. I'm editor-in-chief with The Post Millennial. Glad to be here. Right on. And we got Hannah Claire. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlaw. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Everyone, Ian Crossland here, iancrossland.net. Happy to be here. Lydia is not with us today because she's on vacation. And I'm Chris. Filling in for Lydia. Nice jacket. That was the fastest we've ever done in introductions on this on this show. I just want to talk about Nancy Pelosi. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. No, we're going to talk about Carrie Lake first. Oh, but, good. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have this story from Axios Phoenix. Lake declares victory in Arizona GOP primary, says outstanding ballots will favor her. 
With at least 150,000 votes left to count, Carrie Lake declared victory Wednesday in the Republican primary for governor, while rival Karen Taylor Robson stayed mum throughout the day. Lake led Robson by less than two percentage points uh, as of Wednesday morning, but the remaining ballots, which are largely early ballots that were dropped off at polling places on election day, are expected to expand her lead. Okay, I say the AP hasn't called the race yet, but look, even though they're, they're early ballots, they're still saying it's likely going to be for Carrie Lake. But let me show you this. Uh, let me see if I have the maps here. Check this out. Did we just get an update? I think we just got an update literally. Right. No, or maybe no, the graphic. It's still, that's still 80%. It's mm-hmm. been 80%. The New, oh, okay. Is this the New York Times? They've been calling it 80% all day. Yeah. Take a look at this. Right here, we can see Taylor Robson in, the, in Maricopa. She's got it. But the rest of the state is for Carrie Lake. How is it this close? I think there's a simple answer. Democrats are voting as Republicans in, the, in their Republican primary. And that would, that's, it's certainly possible. I mean, why not do a crossover? But then they're not going to be able to vote Democrat in the Democratic primary? Well, the Democrat primary was today, too. And it, if, you, if you scroll up, if you look at the Democrat primary, um, what was it? Katie Hobbs? Yeah. yeah. Katie Hobbs had all of the state except for, was it Santa Cruz County there at the bottom? Santa Cruz County. Yeah, that's it. So it's not like there was a big contentious race on the Democrat side. It's so almost, if you were going to, yeah. yeah if you say, it's a question a of like, if you, they think it's more effective to mm-hmm. try and put a more extreme candidate in office. We've all talked about this. They think that they can beat Carrie Lake later. You, you know, pass, it's you a, me that these notes. Yeah. It's a better gamble to uh, vote in the Republican primary, I guess. I mean, not all states have open primaries like this. And some, if you're registered as a Democrat, you can only participate in the Democratic primary. That's true in New York. Yeah. It's true in New York. It's true in Connecticut. Nevada, I think, is changing this law and the idea because they're talking about like uh, rank choice instead. Rank choice voting. Yeah, we have rank choice voting in New York, in New York City, but um, you can still only vote in your designated party primary. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What, uh, with these people, if they now... Like, are they still registered Democrat while they're voting in the Republican primary? No, you have to is, change your registration, most likely. Can they do that, like, and then the next day change it back? I mean, or are they stuck for a year as, like, a Republican now? I, I don't know what the rules are about registering. <laughs> That's, like, such local stuff. I don't know. Yeah, there's huge <laughs> variety. Some places you have to be registered for a certain period of time yeah. prior to. Like, before you know who the candidates are? No, they've known who the candidates are for a long time. Carrie Lake was running for governor starting in January. So I think they pr- I think you probably could have changed it before. It's an open primary. Mm-hmm. In oh, Arizona. it's an open primary. Yeah. So Re- even yep. if they're registered as a Democrat, they can participate in the Republican primary. Wow, huh. that's kind of crazy. That is Maybe a little we crazy. shouldn't allow that. Yeah, I don't know that. Why would you have the, that? Why the argument have that? against it is, or the argument against it is, typically that independents can't participate in the primary. So Nevada has a high proportion of independent voters, and they think leaving the closed primary system would be better because they would have they would be able to participate in narrowing down the candidates earlier on. Take, take a look at this. Over at the New York Times article, you can see 482,113 votes in the Democratic primary, 637,210 in the Republican Party. But for some reason, it's the Maricopa area that's gone for Karen Taylor Robson and not Carrie Lake. Maybe it's crossover. I'm not entirely convinced. It may just be moderate leaning Republicans are like, we don't want the MAGA stuff. So that's probably the, true. Yeah. Right. In the cities, they're that's more true as moderates. Well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but are these people going to come out for Pence? Isn't he talking about making yeah. a run now? <laughs> I don't know about that. He's the milkiest of the milk toasts, you know, but I'll, I'll, I'll add this. If these numbers are correct and that it's 637,000 Republicans came out to vote, Democrats are in serious trouble, serious trouble. Mm-hmm. If it's true that Democrats switched over 
because we've seen that reported in, certain, in other instances, then Republicans are going to be blindsided. Because if how many how many of these would you need to take away? You take away 100,000 of these votes, and then all of a sudden the Democrats are, are winning. Yeah. Or not quite. Or yeah, actually, yeah, they, they would be winning. I don't, I don't believe that 100,000 people came out and were Democrats voting to sabotage Carrie Lake. It's possible. I think it's probably just simply put, urban conservative types are middle of the road. But I, still, I think we I still might find have it hard seen, to believe that. and we might have seen like the you know Arizona Democratic Party making the suggestion. People aren't good at keeping these kind of secrets. So if it was a suggestion, we would have seen it on social media to already. Vote I mean, look, Megan I mean, McCain's yeah. got fans, and she yeah. was ripping into Carrie Lake. She was right. so mad about it. But the other thing is that I pulled the real clear politics poll numbers. I mean, Carrie Lake has been popular. She has been leading the polls for several weeks at this point. So in some ways. You know, maybe people did cross over. And on the other hand, you would assume there'd be some indication that she is maybe more popular than Arizona is willing to admit to itself. Well, that that makes sense. I mean, if they're polling people, you get a phone call and you're like, who are you voting for? Someone who hates Carrie Lake is going to be like, not Carrie Lake. But someone who's crossing over to sabotage Carrie Lake will contribute to a vote against her. So, you know, if, if, if they get called up, it's a Democrat. Are you voting for Karen Taylor Robson? They're going to say, no way. But right. they do vote in the primary to sabotage Carrie Lake. I bet someone could be, I'm a Democratic, registered Democrat, but I'm going to vote in the Republican primary for the crappier candidate, and then I'm going to switch back and vote for the Democrat but in the it's general. A, but this is, an open, this is an open primary. Take a look at this story. We, so we, I guess, can you, if it's an open primary, can you show up and say you want one ballot instead of another? Or is everybody on the same ballot? I don't know. We that would have, be weird. Uh, How would they prevent you from voting twice? It know. could explain why a bunch of, uh, well, here's the other issue too. Now, this is the weird thing. People are pointing out, like, it's very strange that Carrie Lake was doing so well in the polls. What about every other candidate in, in Arizona? Look at this. Blake Masters wins swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all of these Trump-endorsed candidates sweep through with no questions. But then Carrie Lake is, and it's, it's not just about Arizona. It's like all of these states. Gibbs in Michigan, I think it's right. Michigan, right? Trump-endorsed wins. With the help from Democrats, mind the you. A lot of help from Democrats. That was That's so weird. That was so interesting because they were American, putting American in politics. money. Democrats were putting money in to get Gibbs the victory there. And this is the strategy. Um, this is a strategy. I was listening to this podcast today, the New York Times podcast, actually, um, about how Claire McCaskill was the one who really pioneered this strategy of essentially picking the candidate that she wanted to run against and then putting like putting up ads that made that candidate popular to the far right. So she looked at the spate of candidates in Missouri, um, decided that she wanted to run against this one guy who seemed crazy, who eventually ended up being the one who said that if a woman is raped, she can shut that down and then not get pregnant. Remember that guy? Yep. Yeah. The body have a way of, has a way of shutting that <laughs> right. down. Right. Because of course, sure. You know, every woman knows like that. You've got like a trap door. Yeah. <laughs> a <like> trap door. <laughs> this is basic human biology. Right? I don't know what you guys are well, talking about. You've seen Star Wars, you know. Guys, you know, for, for some guys. Those medieval monks were correct with the teeth. You know, you can shut it down. Is that what they... <laughs> Sorry. You remember the medieval uh, yes, monks? I remember. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Though. You guys, we were in a different health lesson, I right. think. I separated did. by gender. I did see that movie, Teeth. Oh, God, oh. no. Have you ever seen it? Oh. Actually, I, in a play that I wrote this one time, uh, one of the characters How said... How are we talking uh, about this now? This <laughs> anyway, this Carrie character... Carrie Lake made us do this. This, <laughs> this one character, she said, if I had teeth down there, I'd have bit his hand off. 
Have you ever, there's a movie called <laughs> anyway, Teeth. Anyway, please meet up. And there, and like this play? woman goes to the doctor to like the gyno. And he's like, let me just check you up. And then his hand gets mutilated. And he's like, vagina dentata. Ah! And there's like, <laughs> and then she's point. like, ah. yeah, that's the movie. It's like, I guess a horror movie. Oh, I had a friend who was obsessed with, with that. And he also would, uh, that's a totally different story. Anyways, it was Claire McCaskill. And she, <laughs> she went with this thing. Uh, and she was running ads that was like, you know, this person is really opposed to this. And she made him really popular to the far right. And that is a strategy that they used to to pump Gibbs. And also, we all remember when Trump was running against Hillary Clinton and everyone was like, oh, it'll be great if Trump gets the GOP nomination because Hillary Clinton will have no trouble beating him. You know, this is a stupid, this is a stupid maneuver, guys. You know, like, go with your values. Maybe try and run people you believe in who you think would be positive and good leaders for our country. Absolutely not. No, that's against the rules. November of 2016, (laughs) one of the greatest years ever, was just seeing the establishment have everything implode. The panic, the crying. It was insane. It It was like schadenfreude, but just like... Uh, like the most dense, hyper-concentrated, straight-into-the-vein, intravenous schadenfreude watching all these people lose their minds. Yeah. I will say, I was one of the sad people. And I went to Whole Foods? No, I went to Fairway. I went to <laughs> Fairway in Brooklyn the next day, which is this like extremely yuppie grocery store. And there were people crying, like sobbing as they were picking out their frozen vegan waffles and then sweet home alabama came on like over the pa system this older woman walked up to like one of the people who worked there and said now i really think this is in very poor taste can we at least change this (laughs) (laughs) my stepmom has this story about dropping her kids off at montessori like school or whatever and these moms sobbing and one is like does someone have a snack to give to jim like i did i couldn't pack one this morning you're like girl get it together it feels like you know that you can still feed your kids but i remember people calling out of work with with like sadness Mm -hmm. just calling like i mean going into morning it was crazy but i remember watching those yeah Yeah. it was wild to watch the results come uh, in and realize what was going on yeah Cassandra was crying but for the other she was ha- yeah. crying tears of joy crying of joy <laughs> so you know I was hanging out with her and it's just it's it's fun to reminisce about some of the greatest days in human history right yeah. but um <laughs> November the, 2nd 2016 is one of those no was it uh, uh, no it was Fourth? the it was the 11th was it the no it was the 9th it was the 9th what when they what do you mean November 9th is when Trump won was that Seventh? when it was it wasn't, why wasn't do I the think it was the it I was, it was, some, it November was early November we can agree it was before the 15th it was a cold day in hell. <laughs> what day was November it? 8th Eighth? There we go. Number eighth. Everybody's wrong. I'm what? happy. No, but the ninth was when they called it for him. The ninth is when <laughs> he was. They, declo- oh. they did declare after midnight, so Tim is technically correct here. It was like no, 2 I'm talking about everybody LA crying. It's November 9th. The, yeah, the greatest day. Crying crying on the uh, okay, so I'll take technically correct. But uh, it reminds me of that <laughs> meme where the two women go like, <gasps> and the guy just goes, yeah. You know that one I'm talking about? No. There's like two women, and they look at something, and they're like shocked, and the guy just starts laughing and smiling. That's what it was like. I didn't vote for him, but it was just like to see Hillary Clinton just see everything that she's ever wanted taken from her and she's such a, just an awful person it was just, wild it was, and then, it was so amazing it just it was euphoria you know yeah i was <laughs> it was totally crazy i remember how many people around me were just like it was completely divided is what i remember even people who weren't that political were suddenly like i don't know what's gonna happen to the country and the people i had no idea were in any way interested in politics also being like this is the best thing picture this You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. 
While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Ever. Like, I, well, so, I had no idea. So uh, bringing it back to where we are now with, you know, like Carrie Lake and all that stuff. Now I'm just like, okay, look, you know, I voted for Trump in 2020. I think school choice was really, really important. He was all about it. And looking now at Arizona with Carrie Lake, um, the possibility is that the whole system is just is completely imploded. I mean, yeah. like Democrats. So look, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution mm-hmm. wrote, Democrats are voting in GOP primaries say it's all about Donald Trump. This article talks about how, was it 16,000 voters who chose Democratic ballots were among the 237 who voted in the GOP primary. Now it's possible, I argued, they just switched parties. They've, they've abandoned the Democrats. That's a reality, right? Maybe what we're seeing in Arizona is that tons of Democrats are like, I don't want the Democrats. I don't want the MAGA. And so there are, they are legitimately trying to vote Republican. And it's just, it's left, more left-leaning people joining the Republican party. The same time, Democrats are funding Trump-supported, Trump-endorsed candidates. So the Democratic officials are, are, are propping up Trump's endorsed candidates while the voters are voting for the other moderate Republican candidate or whatever they, they want to call him. It's just the whole system is, bu- is busted. Oh, um, we watched it. No, go ahead. Oh, it's just like Larry Hogan got really mad about this, too. He was like, Democrats are funded. Right. I mean, they, it was like, what, one point? It was like over a million dollars like got 1. funded. like 1.2 million or something. Right, they got funded in. And he was like, this is Democrat interference in our election. Like, it, this this is not good. And I don't think that it matters to them. Like, even if the strategy is, you could argue, what got Donald Trump elected, which I don't think it is, but it played a role in some part, in some ways, it's not working for them. I don't understand why you would keep doing it. Well, we did watch them change the rules, right? Like yeah. it was after the 2016 election and we watched everyone freak out because Trump had won and decide that this was a huge crisis and that now it didn't matter what you had, what what you did so long as you were resisting. Remember mm-hmm. resist? And it was like, I remember watching that and I was like, resist what though? You guys, like, what is it that we are Doesn't going matter. to resist? Irrelevant. Or like with Obama, change. Well, what do you want to change, really? And what do you want to change it to? Like, define your terms so that we can actually talk about what's going on. But with the whole resist thing, it was anything Trump, anything Trump did was completely wrong and had to be stopped at all costs. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they proceeded that way through now. I had friends tell me that using like violent fascist tendencies against your enemy Trump for whatever was fine I'm like dude that's insane right. you cannot take on evil and become evil to destroy evil You're but just that's, creating more of but it. that's what that's the decision that was made was that this is a crisis rules don't matter common decency doesn't matter we have to give up every the ways that we've behaved up to this point you I'm, know I'm, that was what they did I'm just so tired of you know, all the people that cried when Donald Trump won 
those are the people that I'm I'm just I I am sick of. And 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 you know, like Tucker Carlson pointed out when when uh, I think it was Ben Smith asked if he was racist. That was a great interview. Yeah, he was like the people that I don't like are like mm-hmm. middle-aged white liberal women. Yes. He's he like blamed them for everything. Yeah, he's like that's the one mad at. It's not race. Right. Um, that they are an overwhelming major, uh, the, uh, the, an overwhelmingly large block of Democrat voters. So you look at the, this group; they're crying. They have no idea what they're crying about. Oh, the mean man said naughty words, dude. When you've got murderous dictators, communist regimes, outright fascists, so they call Trump a fascist, but come on, he's not. And they're actually threatening us. You might want the, the potty mouth bully guy to go in there and you know shove someone around and be like, back off. I that was a thing I liked about Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump is as I've said before, he's the crazy guy on a corner with a knife. You stay away from him. <laughs> you you keep your distance. Your house like, never okay. gets robbed. It's okay. You it's just, like it's all all, right. of, all of the buildings on the street are just like vandalized and looted. But there's one really nice one. Yours is fine. And they're just like, how come no one's robbing this building? It was a crazy guy on the corner with a knife. I just keep feeding him steaks. It's fine. It works out. <laughs> one way to keep on. Like when he said he was going to nuke Beijing or Moscow. Yes. Do you remember that? And nobody. And you don't know. He might. He just might. <laughs> That's the thing scary. with Biden now, right? Like Biden is a dotty old man and you have absolutely no confidence that he's going to do anything other than the most moderate, conciliatory, uh, weak ass move. Yeah, I think he'll just be totally in line. I mean, I don't mean to king while he's down, but like this guy got COVID after just getting COVID. Like, <laughs> wow. I don't really think that he doesn't Biden's know up he's to down. Anything. So no, he's no it's idea. Okay. <laughs> he's like signing executive orders while locked in his bedroom. He's grounded. Like, I, I don't know that. Uh, sometimes when we talk about Biden, like, will he run for re-election? What I actually think has happened is he's going to forget that he was told he wasn't. So he's going to announce that he is. And they're going to have to be. He's like, gonna, he he no, said what, what, that he was going to. He's oh. going to forget that he's president. And there's going to be like, remember when he announced he was running for the Senate while he was running for president? Yes. Yeah. And like, hasn't he called both? Hasn't he called Jill Biden the, or his wife the president at one point? Kamala yeah, Harris. Several times. He kept calling her the president. <laughs> several times. And he and he introduced his sister as his wife. Yeah. What, but he's the, the dude's got to be on some kind of pills. Like I bet they're giving him all this crazy IV therapy stuff. They're putting him in hyperbaric like regeneration chambers. They're like <laughs> we must. But what's going to happen is come 2024, he's going to be like, what am I? What am I doing? And they're like, you're retired. He's like, oh. And then they're going to walk out, Pete Buttigieg or Newsom, and be like, come on, get in there. Right. And then they're going to, yeah. Or AOC. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope it's AOC. She is so dumb, though, you guys. <laughs> I mean, Maybe ignorant. Libby's letting us in on I a secret. Yeah, right. still learning. I don't think that she's ignorant. I think she's, I think she's just not that bright. Really? Yeah. She strikes no. me as intelligent. Every time she speaks what? about things. She strikes you as really? intelligent. Like, have you like, ever watched She puts her glasses on and she looks, she sits up straight. Like it's good. Like, it's a good move. Yeah, maybe like, she's I just, her, maybe it's more charisma than intelligence. She's got, she's she, got moxie. Spunk. Yeah, she's, moxie. she's so new. I mean, she says stuff that isn't true. Like she's, that's right. She, so that's more ignorance. <laughs> like if she doesn't know no, stuff. That's no, that's stupid. <laughs> it, it, it is. I think, was it Seamus who said it was a total Chad move when she went on Colbert and just made up stuff about the oh, Civil yeah, War? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, that's, that's ballsy. You know, so you know, the thing about AOC is that I kind of view her similarly similarly to Trump in that it would be like chaotic for the deep state. And I'm down for that. It's not my preferred candidate. But if AO, if it was AOC versus Trump, I'm kind of like, oh, whoever wins, the, 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 the bureaucratic state is going to be crying into their pillow Who tonight. Who do you think would win? I think Trump would win. You but think I do, Trump would win over I, AOC? I do think AOC is the Democrats' best choice, like their best bet. She's got name recognition. She's young. She's she, like, she's got 13 million followers. Not the most prominent, particularly prominent, but Gavin Newsom, he's like a, he's like plastic. He's, he's a, gen, he's generic. Well, and he's, it's the things like they've he, been saying they don't want, you know, yeah. he's just like an established 
white kind of you know he's younger than also, let's say bernie like, sanders but one thing he definitely has against him is a lot of data to back up why he sucks mm-hmm. you know his schools are failing his state is failing he's an abortion sanctuary state mm-hmm. he he's constantly a, brings back covid regulations mm-hmm. he's an immigrant um from like where? illegal immigrant oh. sanctuary state, oh, okay. right? So he's an immigrant. No, yeah, I did, but that's because I left out words in he's the middle. Got, yeah, and I, yeah. Got, I understand where you're um, He messed, he like violated all his own COVID restrictions. Remember those? Like no one's going to forget those so dinners dirty. at French Laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. Not wearing really? masks. Not wearing masks. But here, here's, with here, his friends. I, I think if AOC were, were to get elected, her whole thing is like attention, social media, saying whatever. It would be pure, it would be pandemonium, just just insanity in the White House. They would be coming to her being like, uh, President Ocasio-Cortez, here are the, here's the documents on the latest problem that's happening in Afghanistan. And then she's going to say something totally unrelated or relevant. She's going to be like, you know, when we went into Afghanistan in 2005 in Desert Storm the first time, you had Saddam Hussein who was working with ISIS and you know, that's why I don't think it's a good idea. And they're going to be like, she's just saying random things related to the Middle East. Either conflict, that or, she? yeah, either that or she'll just be like, we can't go to war with that country because that would be racist. <laughs> Wait, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's like no more troops <laughs> in the Middle East because President AOC says it's settler colonialism. I'll be like, <laughs> OK, all right. Like no foreign inter- incursions. <laughs> I don't care the reason. I mean, I, I am kind of worried about that at the federal level. And then become the first, weirdly the isolationist because uh, she's like, no, we just have to leave everyone else alone. <laughs> and then the first gentleman will be a guy with a page on foot wiki, right? Like the, the redhead know? dude. Yeah. Why oh, he does? does? Well, they I don't know for sure, but remember they were going after his feet when he wore sandals when oh, they no. went to Florida to flout COVID restrictions and have oh, a good time. Wicked. And her Actually, response to that was, "You just want to date me?" That was like her weird right? clapback. Yeah, that was her whole thing, <laughs> and it was Which, all like, and her boyfriend was sitting there with yeah. gross just, feet. Just, I'm just imagining she's like sitting down with Kim Jong Un. And he's like, you know, Kim Jong-un says something about we have to negotiate terms if I'm going to stop th- these nuclear tests. And she goes, stop trying to date me, sir. <laughs> yeah, right. And then he's just like, what do what? I what do I say? <laughs> it's almost as crazy as Trump. They're like, the Americans have put a crazy person in the White House again. You yeah, don't know what she wants. But they couldn't. They can't. Now we what zag the other wants? way with crazy. Like, it's a different kind of crazy. Right. They can't figure that one out either. I mean, that is kind of funny. It's like Trump is aggressive, arrogant kind of crazy. And she's like woman kind of crazy or also arrogant <laughs> kind of crazy but like the you want to date me line it's like trump would never say something like that like i don't think a dude would be like kim jong-un was trying to date me like he wouldn't well, say i also it. think she knows like it's a very awkward thing for most men to respond to like they can say no but also like why are you making this about romance like we're professional rivals like we're in <laughs> politics like why are you bringing this up like it's very strange uh, women, women can make everything about romance <laughs> That's he a said weird that power. girls wanted him to grab them by uh, their genitals at, their at one point. Yeah, that was that a little bit of romantic, like, though. Well, <laughs> for guys, I think that's it is. different. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, I mean that's a type of romance you could. He say. only romantic. said that because he never heard about no, that. No, that's, that's eros. <laughs> yeah, that's erotic. Uh-huh. Erotic as hell. Mr. It's, it's, it's love, you know. It's love. <laughs> that's true. Lust. I, I highly, I would love to see Cortez over Trump because of the youth. It's the youth. I over can't take, Trump? Over Trump. I can't take 80-year-olds in, in office anymore, man. 
There is, I, I'm, there and is I'm not, a, I try not I, to be ageist, but it I, is really I, frustrating to see uh, our parents or my parents' generation just refuse to give up power. You know, they're just sitting there on piles of cash and piles of power, and they refuse to clear the way for somebody and new. It's, and, and it's, 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 it's their it's, fault. It's it's and all of the mess is their fault. And it's like you know, we definitely need new people in in Washington. This is one thing I like about DeSantis. Like he's young. He's like, you know, isn't he Gen X basically? I don't know. Yeah, how he is. Um, I, I think he's. I, I think he's like forty-five. He's I mean, like low end. He's like, let's say at most fifty. He's got young children. He has he's a not. young he's wife. In his 40s. Yeah, he's like he's 40, in his 40. 40. I, I said at most, like yeah. top end of the scale. He's yeah. got oh young my gosh, children. He's like forty-three is my See, age. There we go. Forty-three, yeah. forty-four. 44. He's a really young guy. He's, like the same, he's, like a he's the older than same me. age as Ian. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? So let's go, go get it, DeSantis Ronnie. over AOC if we could. Well, I'd like to see the debate. I'll be honest. That's something my jury's out for me on that, yeah. but I would love okay, to see hold those on. guys debate. A Trump AOC debate would be the funniest show <laughs> I've ever so seen. Good, huh? and they'd keep Just doing them amazing. Too. Excuse me, excuse me, young lady. No, no, crazy AOC, and then she'd be like, "Trump just likes me. He thinks I'm hot." It would just be the weirdest you know what, TV though? show. Like, ever. You just go boo. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen this, Stephen Fry should be the moderator of that debate. Can we that really? Would be that, really I, funny. Can I we like, make that happen. I can I? So. Can I? I'm gonna. I, I want to reach out to AOC's people. Like, would you do a? Put it sit on your down vision board. Trump. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if I'm they're not make running. a vision board of Trump debating <laughs> yeah. AOC, and then we're going to try and make it Just happen. Just wish it into reality. <laughs> Several years ago, I was listening on Twitter that was like, after Trump is done with politics, like he should just. And like when the next presidential debates happen, he should just live stream him commenting on them because it's probably more interesting. Because like him watching him debate is so oh, bizarre. Magic. Like I, 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 there's nothing that compares to it really. <laughs> we're, Bring we're, AOC into it, like. We're sitting here talking about like how funny it would be for AOC to like debate or have a, have, a, have like a show like be on a show with Trump, and then imagining how it it would backfire and sort of backfire on us in that they end up agreeing on tons of populist positions and then right. like Trump runs with AOC as VP. He's wow. like, we're gonna win everyone. She's like, I was wrong about this man. We're gonna get the union working class manufacturing back. It'll never happen because it's not really the case. But I'm gonna I'm it gonna. It would be nice to get manufacturing back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was happening under Trump. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'll, I'll say this. I I will say with certainty, I believe Donald Trump would absolutely do a sit down with AOC. 100%. Probably. But I, mean, I don't think the AOC ratings would, do it. would be great. Uh, and a- he AOC. loves ratings, you know. Yeah, I don't she think got nothing to lose. She, she wouldn't do it. Mm-mm. That'd be a good combo. They don't even have to agree or disagree. They just you talk about ideas. You don't think she'd do it? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think we should I think we wouldn't. should reach out. There's only one way for us to find out. Tim has to reach out. I expect yeah. you to be on Twitter tonight coordinating well, I, this for I mean, us. you know, we've got some of uh, uh, Trump's like inner circles been on the show. Yeah. So we'll ask him because they, they, they've told us like, you know, we could arrange a sit down with Donald Trump, but it means we have to go to yeah. him mm-hmm. and it certainly would not be a two and a half hour show. But that's, you know, I was saying like, we'll have Trump on as long as he wants to be on. It would be an honor and a privilege. And then just whenever he's done, we can shake his hand and say, thanks for coming. And then, you know, carry on with the show like we do normally. We had Joe Rogan on the when show. Joe Rogan was, did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like an hour. He was on longer than I thought he was going to. He said he could pop in for a few minutes. He hung out for like an hour. I'd be totally down. I just, I mean, if it's up in New Jersey, I mean, maybe AOC could come down and, and do it. You know, maybe we do it at a venue or something where it's like kind of, you know, her security can bring her in and, and make sure she's safe and Trump's people. I don't know if they I don't know if he'd want to go to a venue, though. He'd, he'd be like, pull the chairs up to where I'm at. It would be the coolest thing in the world, though, to be it honest. Bring be them cool. here. It's a neutral ground. They can all have their security. It'll be never great. gonna happen. Yes, no. but Trump's I can dream. He's Trump's, got that the golf course in New Jersey, doesn't he? Still? That, so this is what we were told right is basically we'd have to go up to Bedminster. Sure. 
to uh, if we were to do anything with Trump. And then, like, is AOC going to drive down there or whatever? It's like, man. That's not that far. I mean, <laughs> like, I'll tell you, I don't think uh, AOC an would do it. Bike. The one person that I know would probably just say yes outright is Vosh. Hmm. If, if, I, if we hit him up and we were like, would you like to sit down with Donald Trump? He would be like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. He, he just, and, you know. So I'll give him credit for be willing to do that despite the things we disagree on. I don't think there's very many leftists at all that would actually sit down and, and have like a calm, reasoned debate. And, and you know, what's crazy about that is that, I mean, Trump was an anti-war president, right? Like the Democrats for a long time talked about being anti-war. It's clear that they're not, obviously, you know, as they court conflict with China and Russia at the same time, because that's apparently brilliant diplomacy. Um, but yeah, I don't I, so many of Trump's positions like. Well, mostly just the anti-war one, but that's a classic liberal Trump, position. You can you can you can criticize him a lot for potty mouth stuff, decorum, whatever. But his foreign policy stuff was the best I have ever seen in my lifetime. I thought the bilateral agreement thing was smart, and I also another another leftist position of his or liberal position of his is to have union manufacturing in the U.S. to keep things local, to keep Americans employed, to keep ourselves self-sufficient. These used to be liberal positions. Yeah, yeah, they used to be. And then Donald Trump ran as a conservative. He supported gay marriage before getting into office. And I think he broke the left because they were like, what do we campaign on now? Mm. He's he, he went middle of the road. Vox.com in 2015, said, I think it was 2015 or 16, said Donald Trump's a moderate. He's, he's a moderate candidate. And it was really funny mm-hmm. to see that if you go back and look it up. Because I'm like, the media called him worse than Hitler. Yeah, right. but, but back then they were like, he's a moderate. Yeah, he was moderate in policy, but extreme in personality. And that yeah. was something they couldn't look past. Well, because and really they're, they're, he's a, like sort of a working class hero. Their decision making is based on emotion. That, that's, that's, that's simply put. So when Donald Trump gets up there and he goes, you know, like, oh, you know, fat pig or, you know, only Rosie O'Donnell. They're like, uh, <laughs> and everyone else is just like, eh. And a lot of people are just like, oh, geez. Okay, but but do the right thing with, with the border. Okay, how about that? That's the thing, too, about Carrie Lake. I think you got she's even got Biden basically bending the knee onto this policy. Biden is going to be repairing gaps in the border in, in like Yuma. In Yuma. I, Yuma. Mm-hmm. Look, man, that's why I'm like, why haven't they called it for Carrie Lake? Because if even Joe Biden agrees on the policy that the Arizona border is in trouble, that Carrie Lake's like whole thing is like we got to fix the border or one of our big things. Well, Joe Biden just started re- started rebuilding a border wall. Yeah, right. He's 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 building a wall. But and it, he was like they and I, what was it? Uh, Cringe on Pierre was like, it's not Trump's border wall. We're just doing what's necessary. Oh, okay. You're, but there was you're a building a wall. There was a Democrat <laughs> when you when you saw all the coverage of the Yuma stuff come out. At least that's my experience. Uh, it was saying, you know, this was a sector that had previous funding, but Joe Biden repealed it. And now he's going to fix these gaps. And basically there was one, I can't remember his name. I'll have to look it up. A Democratic Arizona, I think, congressman who was like, I, I just spoke to uh, President Joe Biden about this two weeks ago and we're really going to fix it now. And he is running for reelection right now. Mm-hmm. Like it is clear to everyone that the border is out of control. Uh, yeah. Let's. I want, I want to jump to this, this uh, Nancy Pelosi foreign policy stuff, but you know, because I was just thinking, we have this story from Newsweek. Russia blasts provocative Pelosi and vows to back China. You even had a lawmaker in Russia say that if World War Three breaks out, they're going to nuke London right away. And I'm just thinking about with all this talk of President AOC. I wonder what China and Russia are thinking, because in all in all seriousness. 
you know they're looking at their calendars thinking, what's going to happen come 2025 when a new administration enters? What opportunities do we lose? What opportunities do we gain? What must we do now? I'll tell you what they're all thinking. The government of Russia and China, what they're begging and hoping for. The United States would fight itself. That's what they yes. want. That's right. Well, we're, we're but, doing a good job of that. That's the only but, way we could lose in this situation I, if we fight n- ourselves. N- n- well, no, I think yeah, a lot of way, ways we could lose, actually. But the, oh, one way, more than 27% likely of a loss would be because of an internal conflict. If, so I think if Donald Trump wins in 2024, China is worried about that because they're, they're gutting our economy. They're, they're extracting our resources and our jobs. Russia is excited about it. Because Donald Trump does not want this this psychotic American empire BS happening in the Middle East. And Russia's like, good for us. It's probably why they backed off from Ukraine, because they felt like they weren't being threatened by this expansionist, you know, uniparty, Democrat, Republican garbage. But China would probably freak out. But I'm wondering if like, let, let's say the polls are wrong. Let's say the Democrats are voting in the Republican primary. And so there's more Democrats voting. And then AOC gets elected. Maybe not even AOC, because that's very silly. Right. But- Elizabeth Warren. Who do we like? No, I, I just mean so like old. there's there's there's, there's only one president I think out of anyone, out of uh, name a Democrat, name a Republican. Donald Trump is the only these last few years have not been easy on our economy, and with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Only person I think who can handle the foreign policy. With the conflict, the crisis, two reasons. One, what we saw with this foreign policy was the best I've, I've ever seen in my lifetime getting our troops out of the Middle East, scheduling it to, to a great degree, pulling troops out, uh, eliminating ISIS, wa- crossing to the DMZ into North Korea with no security detail was a huge sign of good faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham Accords, the, what, was the, what was the peace agreement he had up in Europe? Uh, which country was it? I always forget. Anyway. What, like the Kosovo stuff? Was it, no, what was it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Someone want to look it up. He did, he did another peace agreement. I'm sure the chat will, will, will know. But my point is... The chat knows it all. They do. They do. It's, it's the Oracle. It's the great yeah. Oracle. Uh, Donald Trump's foreign policy was, was just downright the best. On top of that, he had this, twi- this, tw- this twitching eye about nuking yes. his enemies if they crossed us. So you got the best of both worlds. Which was great. Mm-hmm. I he's, loved that part. He's bringing our troops back and nobody's crossing us because mm-hmm. he's got his finger around the nuke button being like, I'm pulling my troops out. Mm-hmm. You, you see? And they're like looking at his finger on the button. They're like, we're, we're not moving. Like, get right. your troops out. We're fine. But Joe Biden... Man, this guy comes in and the, and Russia was like, okay, into Ukraine we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Biden's not going to do anything. Everything he's going to do is going to be calm and measured and considerate, you know. He's never going to take any real Serbia. decisive action. Kosovo, Serbia. Serbia, yeah. I th- that was like the, that's the Europe war area, you know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Must be over that's there. That's their battleground. That's like where they've been, you know, 
hiding the dead bodies and everything. Yikes. Yeah. Right? But they had the mass graves. It was really Oof. under Clinton. It was horrible. In Kosovo? Yeah. That well, whole area. So we got this. After the, the velvet, after the velvet revolution. We got these stories. You know, Russia says they're going to back China. China's going to launch missiles over Taiwan. A Russian lawmaker said they would nuke London. He's like, that's the first thing hit. And he said it's because London basically is an epicenter for NATO. It's a huge. So they would mm-hmm. go right after it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of saber rattling. But how much of this is us just being like naive and thinking nothing bad could ever happen? That it is. I think that there's a lot of naivety to that. And I think that we saw that under the Obama administration as well. Because what happened with Obama is he would walk into the room having already stated what compromises he would make, right? Because Obama walks in, he's like, I'm a reasonable man. These are reasonable provisions. Okay, except everyone else you're dealing with is a crazed invading lunatic, right? Who wants more territory, who's not playing by your new rules. Obama was playing by the rules of we're in charge. Everyone's cool with us being in charge. We'll make some consul- you know, considerations for you. We'll do some compromising. Biden's going with those same rules and those rules don't apply. First of all, He's ridiculous and everybody knows it. And it's obvious anytime he talks to world leaders that everyone thinks that he's, you know, lost his marbles. It's it's almost like a get what go broke, right? Mm. And almost with the United States. Like what happens is I'm imagining you've got like a a candy shop and a security guard gets hired to stop shoplifters. And he's this six foot four orange guy who is just like looking at everybody being like, hey, you fat pig, you get out of here. Hey, I'm looking at you. And people are laughing. Some people are like, I don't want to go to this candy shop anymore. And then the owner or, or like the, the investors come in and they're like, get this guy out of here and just get anyone else. And so they wheelchair in this old man who's just sitting there going. Burr, and then everyone runs in and starts just looting the store. So it, it's, it's like because of the potty mouth, they cancel the president and then mm-hmm. say, we'll take anything else. And you get this tepid, pathetic old man. And now we are being just rampaged over internationally. Well, and it's not Gas just prices, internationally, production. right? It's not just internationally. I mean, there's like a Dwayne Reed in New York that's been putting spam in plastic lock boxes. <laughs> no, for real? For real. Because Ugh. of shoplifting. I mean, we're, you know, we're destroying our country. We're destroying ourselves on the world stage. We're destroying our reputation. We're not ah, doing anything. Well, Obama, who was it who was saying, I, I looked it up the other day. Because I thought it was Obama who was saying that we had to manage the decline of the U.S. He didn't say it quite like that. Um, he said something like, I think we've got to blow up kids. Too many of them. <laughs> but he said, you know, there was something about that, That's managing the about, decline right? of the U.S. And I don't know why we ever let ourselves get sucked into that mindset. If we're going to be an empire, why not just take over more stuff? Because the new world order needs to set in. The old world order is limited war, American military bases all over the earth, the liberal I, international right, But economy. meanwhile, everyone else is still playing like they're empire builders. I got an idea for a video game that I would like to make. And it's you're playing as Obama. And you're droning kids. Yikes. Because, you know, like, well, but but the Democrats supported him. They think he was the greatest president. So have, what's the problem? Have it, like, show his face. And then it, it, you see it, and it zooms into his eye. And then all of a sudden you're looking out the camera of the drone. Or strike. they're not kids. You think they're kids, but they're demons. Ooh. And then Obama's like, or, only I can do it. There are demons, <laughs> but the kids are there as collateral. But you still have to go for the demons. <laughs> so it's like, well, the kids are just in the way. Yeah. I did not like Obama. I think I, you well, should mostly do because Obama's was, voice. If if we do this video game, then you have to. do It's it. not actually a good Obama impression. It's, it's like good an enough, exaggerated though. fire uh, away. Blop kids. He was the opposite of Trump in that. I mean, they were definitely <laughs> different guys, but he was like likable personality. But 
pretty overrun by yeah. by the deep state and militaristic. He was blowing kisses while I mean, pressing the drone not strike super button. Super militant. He wasn't invading countries. He was just bombing stuff. Like he and they all have been really. Even Trump well, es he, escalated yeah. the bombing, the drone bombing program in secret, and he gave the control to the generals to make the decisions without him. But it's although, it's know, I was thinking does about that. this recently yeah, too, like because we have we have a uh, don't we have a recruitment failure right now in yeah. our military? We have like two months in the fiscal year, and we're only halfway to the recruitment goals, and we're going to be really short. So, what do you do in that situation if you're if you can if you don't have guys to go send in and get blown up? Do you advance your robots? Uh, you know, robot autonomous weapon drones. system. Depends on the situation. Gigantic it's drones. And if a, you have, if 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 there are robot autonomous weapons, do they fall under two A? Does anyone get to have those? I think they 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 do. Do My, they? Like, yeah, I think it needs to be. It would need to be clarified and codified. But arms means arms. So autonomous robot dogs with uh, rifle yep. shooting eyes. It, it, all, 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 a, a robot dog that can fire a weapon is just, it's like an advanced firing mechanism. Mm -hmm. the, the thing about the left and the anti-gun, I shouldn't say the left, I, I hate doing that. The Democrats, the anti-gun people, is they just don't believe people have a right to defend themselves and they don't understand what a fundamental right is. And a fundamental right is like, dude, if, you, if, 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 if a weapon is held by the government, people had the right to have it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm all on board if people want to come together and say like, maybe there should be some limitations because weapons kind of got crazy in terms of like directed energy weapons and laser induced plasma channels. Now we got drones that can, you can mount stuff on. Okay, maybe we should have a conversation there. I say for the time being, arms are arms. Whether it's a flying drone that you put a machine gun on or a handgun or a bow and arrow or a knife, whatever. That's the crazy thing is that knives aren't covered under arms. What do you mean? Like you can't have knives in some place because there's oh, no, like there's no two-way right to it. Oh, like you can't have Bowie knives and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And they say a knife a certain length and stuff like that. Certain things are like, well, it doesn't count as an arm. So, Meanwhile, you know, there was arms. just a stabbing attack during a tubing vacation. Did you guys see that? Yeah. No. What was that about? Yeah. So some crazy guy, uh, I don't remember why, he was like part of the trip and he stabbed a 17-year-old to death. Yeah. And oh. He sent four other people to the hospital and they were all just tubing on a river. Whoa. I think it's typically like interpersonal conflict that just gets you see out the, of hand. You see the hand. box box cutter slasher in New York or whatever? No. He just like holds his arm in there and he walks up to a woman and just slashes ah, yeah. her in the back. It's full full force. In broad daylight. Like, Could you imagine like, living what, in New York? On the subway station? No. Could just you imagine in, living in, in New York, Libby? I can imagine it very well. Just, I live there. Bro, check this out. We went to New York. <laughs> To look to, to we, went, we, went, we did a trip for all the crew to see the, the billboards we put up. That morning was when it happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no. I think that, yeah, I think the slashing the, the, happened that the morning. The box cutter slasher happened yeah. then? Just like some, some like older woman is like walking with a little cart and then he just slashes her back. So the other day, it was last weekend and I was hanging out with my son as I tend to do because he lives in my house. And I was like, do you want to go do something? We could go to the Met. I love the Met. And also the Met is the only museum in New York that stopped requiring Vax cards. So I was like, okay, I'll go back to the Met. But everybody else, the Guggenheim, everybody else, you have to show your Vax card. I think that's still in effect. Anyways, so I was like, you want to go do this? We'll go hang out. We'll go to the Lego store. We'll do fun stuff. We'll walk around. And he was like, can't we just drive to Jersey and go to a mall? And I was like yeah, we could do that. And so instead of going to Manhattan, we went to the mall in New Jersey. Your son is like ready to be in the suburbs. He's, <laughs> He's done. He's like, we're done here. What? Did he say why you'd rather do Jersey? So I said, you don't want to walk around Manhattan? He was like, mm, it's hot. 
There's probably good stuff at a mall. We can go to a chain restaurant. <laughs> you do get the yeah, They got Panda Express. <laughs> we Panda ended up we ended up at a California pizza kitchen. Ooh, mm, a classic bad. mall fair. It was fun. We had a fun day, and we still like did a ton of walking. We just wandered around the mall a lot. Yeah, I'm AC. I'm I'm excited for we, we we just started construction on the new facility. I'm excited to bring some some life and energy into West Virginia, and. Uh, I, I think these cities, we, we were trying to expand in New Jersey, but they're insane. These are insane communist people. Yeah, New Jersey you know, is nice. I just, they're, it's communists. It's just, they're walking around waving sickle and hammer flags. And I mean, I'm half kidding. But where, where we lived, there were stores that were flying like communist style flags. Like, not, I'm not saying literal like Soviet flags. They had those, they had weird symbol flags that represented socialist and communist ideologies. And I'm just like, you look, man. To a certain degree, I'm willing to engage in my community and expand. But like when it gets to the point when lo- local people are flying these flags, like maybe it's not safe and we should go and try and just bring our investments to other places. And you were on the like Philly side of New Jersey, right? We're on the like we were, we were in South Jersey, yeah. right on the other side of Philly. Right. And yeah, Philly is a disaster. Oh, yeah. That's like another reason I was like, time to get out. These yeah. cities get well, go broke, man. It, it is it is it is uh, what Galt's Gulch. Is that what was it called? What's that? In, 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 yeah. in, in uh, Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Oh, all the yeah, yeah. all the wealthy uh, high high rank like high meritoc- uh, meritocracy people are just like we're out we're going to do our own thing, and then everything starts breaking down and falling apart. Fine, so be it. Look, New York still got a lot of talented people running businesses, but it's it's a strain. It's getting harder and harder to do. I think cities are awful. So be it. I'm looking forward to getting out and just doing something with less people. I think with New York, I lived there for a little bit, and part of it is for most people, it's not going to be a long term solution. And I think in some ways our culture has shifted so much with the rise of like work from home, work remote that like you can start investing in whatever community, both like financially, but also emotionally, you can really set roots earlier because you're not fighting to establish your career. You can be in a place that's more reflective of your values. I think that the wave of people that we saw moving out of cities, I mean, we really haven't seen a wave returning since COVID, right? There's I mean, been people coming back to New York. Come, some, yeah. but not, it's not like they took time off and then went back. I mean, people are discovering that life is sustainable outside. Yeah, they're going to Mexico. City. Did you see that? Go, and like, Mexicans yeah. are like, go home. Yeah, no. <laughs> home, so we, we did a segment about it. It was really funny. Like right in the beginning, Lauren Southern, she's like, it's the great replacement. But uh, the, the segment we did talking about Mexicans getting angry at Americans invading their country, it's got like half a million views. It's getting shared like crazy. It's ironic but I think the reason people are sharing it is because they're like, yo, the sentiment among people, when a large influx of people of a different culture come in, the sentiment that people feel like negative towards that, it's, it's universal. Mm-hmm. They, they, they want to talk about multiculturalism. I was like, well, it's multicultural to be upset when your way of life is overnight disrupted by. Yeah, because you like your community. That's why you're there. You're not yeah, there exactly. so that it just randomly gets changed by a bunch of people yep. who decide they like it but want it to be in their image instead of yours. I think we should talk about Alex Jones now. We got this story from the Daily Mail. That was a really brilliant segue, by the way. Yeah, I thought so too. Oh, I just just figured it was like it was not a segue at all. It was perfect. Just a beautiful statement. January 6th, House Committee prepares to subpoena Alex Jones' emails and texts for any contact with Donald Trump after his legal team mistakenly sent them to Sandy Hook parents' lawyers. Okay, I'm just so frustrated. I don't know if you guys were watching the the, the court case with... um, the Alex Jones trial? No, no, not yet. It, it's just, this is made up stuff. So here's what happens. The, the, the plaintiff's attorney, he's like, we've got all of your text messages because they sent it to us by accident. And Alex was like, 
I gave my cell phone to you. I, I gave my cell phone to my lawyers to turn over. And they're like, you tried to hide it. And he was like, I gave my cell phone to you. You have it. And they're like, no, you gave it to us on accident. And he's like, what? This is the craziest thing that they're saying definitively that it was mistakenly sent to them. When you have two factions arguing, one side saying it was, one side saying it wasn't, why would you just decide one side is telling the truth? This is the craziest thing to me. Also, isn't it part of discovery? Like, doesn't it go to everybody? Well, so that was the issue. They were arguing that it wasn't sent during discovery, mm. that it was like not sent during the typical process or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, well, why would that have been an accident if they sent them all of his text messages or something like that? Also, what is this accent? They were just like, I put in the wrong email address. I mean, that seems like a strange coincidence. I accidentally gave you this Dropbox link. Somehow. Yeah, I accidentally specifically gave you the thing that you wanted. Right. Yeah. I, I don't get it. And my, then the judge, <laughs> the judge like intervened and said to uh, to the jury to, that we don't know that it was like he was trying to hide it or something, but we do know they received it. In, not in an improper way or something this like sounds that. like they're they're doubling two issues right now they're doubling the issue of alex and what he said about sandy hook with this dumb this trump january 6th thing yeah like what's he on trial for sandy hook it has nothing to do with the trump it has nothing to do with he's on trial for trump. one reason they're trying to destroy him his career his life and everything it's a freaking it's a clown show they've been it's going on for like seven years this is insane he already admitted what he did was wrong and that this it was an actual right, and he said that the media just wouldn't let it drop but there was one headline today that was like he admits that no it's everywhere that too, it's, yeah. it's so insane and if you look at the full quote he's like i admitted this a long look at this look a long time ago yeah ap alex jones concedes sandy hook attack was 100 real yo he said that like seven years ago yeah he conceded it a long time ago he it's said, not it's not present tense. He said he had, used to have so many documents in front of him and he'd read things. And then one night, or and he went on this tirade about Sandy Hook that he'd got some information that was bad information. He didn't vet it. Mm, and it changed no, his no, life no, no, no. ever I'm, since. I'm not, well, this is what he told me. He said ever since he's been just on the evidence. He will go deep into evidence now. He doesn't shout stuff out as much as he used to. That Fair, fair. But I'm not going to cut Alex. Uh, I'm not going to let him off the hook on this one. There were other people at InfoWars that were telling him to stop. And I, I had heard this. Before the trial started, like it was last year, there were people, because we've had Alex on the show, we've had other people who've worked with him, and they were like, they were telling us, people were telling Alex, like, bro, chill on this stuff. You can't do this. You can't defame private citizens like this. Apparently, it's come out in the trial. They showed emails where staffers at InfoWars were, were complaining, being like, what are you doing? Even when it came to the COVID stuff, people were getting mad, saying like, you're, you're, you're saying too much, you know, false stuff. So I'll, I'll say it outright. You, you, I, I am, I, I think defamation is wrong. Alex Jones wanted to go on his show and, and, and say things that, that weren't true or, or, you know, to, to, to a certain degree. I think he's got to be held accountable. However, I think what's going on right now is anything but that. The, I mean, I feel like the lawyer was super smarmy. It was just like, dude, I could not stand listening to the man because he was like, Alex, and I'm like, shut up, dude, just ask a question. Like, I, I got to tell you this. If I'm, sit, I'm, if I'm sitting and listening to a lawyer, I'm telling you I think Alex Jones was wrong in this, and I think he owes the family something. Then their lawyer comes out and he goes, Mr. Jones, um, you said this right. Do you know what perjury is, Mr. Jones? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, I really hate yeah. this guy and want Alex to win now. Because, like, he's so awful. It's like Alex is up there coughing. Was he like the Rittenhouse prosecutor? Remember that guy? He oh, yeah, yeah. Terrible. It's just, yeah, that guy. That guy was annoying. <laughs> Except he gave us the best legal quote of all time. Don't get brazen with me. Right. I think <laughs> these stories that I heard that you hear about in the news, people showing up to their houses and stuff, it's horrifying. 
And there were people that worked with Alex that were telling him to like back off. And he, he went full steam, or I should say he went steam enough mm-hmm. that he should have done it. Now they're saying they want $150 million over it. And I'm like, this is where it's getting crazy. It doesn't seem like he's getting he's getting a fair hearing. Like he didn't even have he wasn't even granted a jury trial over this. They went straight to the damages hearing. It's 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 totally insane. It absolutely is. So, you know, look, man, the most annoying thing is there they they do these really dirty games. And what blows my mind is it just works on 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 dumb people. So so one thing they're doing is. Alex, so uh, I don't want to use Alex Jones as a specific example. I'll give you a general example. Someone will say something like, do you have, I I gave the example to Ian. I was like, Ian, you have a rock in front of you. This one here. Is is that rock blue? No. You are testifying right now that there, there is, that that is not a blue rock. Correct. Yes. Okay. Now hand that rock over to us. Then we'll go, ah, there it is. There is blue. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the rock blue right there. Did you testify this rock was not blue, Mr. Crossland? Yes. And and clearly we can see there is blue here. Do you know what perjury is, Mr. Crossland? Uh, That's what yes. they're doing. That's what they're doing. The annoying thing is it's like, dude, stupid people will fall for that. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying. If someone says, do you have X? And you go, usually you say something like, to the best of my recollection, I don't think so. I don't think I have that. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying Alex is perfect on this one. I'm not here to defend everything he said or done. I'm saying it's really annoying when it's like perjury almost never happens. Perjury charges because it's impossible to prove someone's memory is perfect and they intended to lie. Yeah, like James Clapper when he said they weren't wittingly spying on the American citizens. Oh, that with was prism. Well, what's the word wittingly? He did say we weren't wittingly doing right. it. So they were unwittingly spying is basically what it came down to. So perjury. In this, in this instance, they said to Alex, uh, you testified you didn't have emails pertaining to Sandy Hook. And he was like, I, I, I may have been mistaken. I don't know. I gave you my phone. I gave you my emails. Right. And then they were just like, did you testify? You did not. And they want him to say yes without any kind of nuance or context. Then he says, do you know what perjury is, Mr. Jones? It's like to taint the jury into believing that perjury was committed when he will never be charged for perjury. Because the reality is he probably just didn't know. It's crazy to me. That, you know, we get... Thousands of emails per day across the board. Thousands. You think I know what's in there? Yeah, you so never what, know. So what they'll do is they'll say. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Do you have emails? And I'll say, I, I don't know. And right. they'll be like, okay, well, like you're saying you're unfamiliar with, yes. And then they'll pull up and be like, boom, there it is. We have it in your database. You had it. And it's like, dude, I don't read those things. Right. I mean, how many unread email messages do you have? I think mine are in the many thousands upon thousands of unread. Easily. Yeah. Well, I just I just mark everything as read every day. Just like, I just ignore it. I don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I just and skip them. I just you skip have it. a company, right? So there's so many email servers that can be like, you don't know what's going on with your own t- company, Tim Pool. That's right. crazy. Like, it's just an impossible standard. I think Alex, I mean, I wonder sometimes with the way the prosecution is proceeding is if they're just trying to get him to feel so irritated he has some outbursts on the stand that can feed a media cycle for a little while. I mean, in some ways, it just seems like they're trying to get under his skin. 
They're just trying to destroy. Alex Jones is a huge arsenal for Donald Trump's victory. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to just go after him in any way possible to make sure that anybody who's not absolutely in politics won't listen to the man. Now, look, Alex is a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. The reason we have an Alex Jones was right jar is because he says a lot of crazy stuff. So when he's right, you put the money in the jar. That's the, that's the gag. When he went on Rogan and talked about like, what is it, fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional beings and like 5G cell towers and animal human hybrids, I'm like, okay, it's, 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 it's all crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there's a lot of things he's talked about, like Epstein, for instance, that he's been right about. And chimeras, they are real. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like he says things in ways often where you think he's nuts and then you realize it's true. Like we had him on the show and he was like, we're all eating cloned beef. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, we're cloning cows and then eating. And I'm like, no, we aren't. That's crazy. And I pulled it up. I'm like, oh, it's actually true. Yeah, we like are, we show yeah. the sources saying we we do cloned cloned beef. I thought that they already got Alex in a trial for a Sandy Hook defamation. Yeah, I thought that's, like, didn't we already see this? Three years ago or yeah. two years ago. But it wasn't, uh, I don't know the full details. Uh, is this civil? Or? I think this, this is, is This is the damages hearing. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, it's all civil. That's the other thing, too. The left thinks there's criminal defamation charges. I'm like, what are you talking about? Defamation's a civil, civil tort. Yeah. I also, I don't think anyone should ever answer yes or no questions. Oh, I agree. It's I don't a manipulation. think that's every, ever worthwhile. I remember getting into a fight with someone once, and they were, yes or no, yes or no. I was like, I told, I'm not even going to agree with the premise of your stupid question. Yeah, no one's, you never have to answer a question the way someone else wants you to. No, that's ridiculous. And you never well, should. The other thing, too, is if someone says, like, you know, Ian, do you have a blue rock? You say, to the best of my understanding, I don't believe so. As opposed to no. Right. Because then they're going to be like, you said no. You, you said no. You, you. It's like, well, I said to the best of my understanding, I must have been wrong. Or why do you want to know what color my rock is? You look at it. Yeah, I don't know. That's if why when the doctor. Colors. My green could be your blue. When your doctor right? asks a question, like, do you have wasps under your armpits? You say, not that I know of. You don't say no. Because right. he might be a magician and have like a wasp up his yeah, sleeve. Or so maybe he's just coming out of your arm. He's like, well, then maybe what's just this? No, and then right. there's a wasp. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> doctor says you, you're experiencing wasps under your armpits. <laughs> right. Anybody who knows that reference lie. will, uh, anyone who understands that reference will earn a prize. No, I, I don't. I happen to have Marshall McLuhan right well, here. Well, prize I'm sure is ignorance. I'm willing oh. to bet a bunch of people in the, ch some people in the chat will totally understand that reference. We'll see that. We'll Adrian see Curry, that. I love Libby. Oh, I love you too, Adrian. Thanks. That was nice. That's very sweet. I want to, you know what I was thinking with Alex Jones? This trial is almost meaningless. I feel like Alex could just go on the stand right now and just be like, I'm sorry that it happened. Um, I own up to it. It shouldn't have happened. I apologize. Uh, I hope for forgiveness and I'd love to try and uh, do what I can. And let me know what you think is, is deserving of the families and we'll do what we can to help them out. Did he have the option to settle out of court? Well, I'm, I'm just saying if he did that, no matter what he does, he is still Alex Jones, and they can never stop this man. Yeah, like well, there's literally nothing you can do. Worst case scenario, they would bankrupt him, make him close Infowars. Is that what it? They can't do to that. Do? That's not possible. So they just bankrupt him, and then you just start making money again. Right. So what? So here, what they could do is, you know, Alex said anything over two million dollars would destroy the company. Considering he got deplatformed, it's entirely possible. But I almost don't know if I believe it. Because he's, he's syndicated in other places, and there's other ways that InfoWars makes money, and I really doubt that his revenue is $2 million. So we'll see. I also bet Alex has been planning for this, knowing that they were going to come after him for large sums of money. He's probably shuffled a bit of his wealth into areas that protect it. Well, you hope so. Give it to your kids. Give it to your kids. Give it to, uh, a, you know, you can't just give it to them. It's taxed. Mm -hmm. But you can do transfers that shield it from, you know, lawsuits. Or put it or into like living trusts. Yeah, trusts are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, there's tons of things. 
But I'm just saying, like, even if they were to get the 150 million, what happens tomorrow? He goes back in. He does his show. Mm-hmm. Now, they might force liquidate his assets or something. But all the man needs is a cell phone. And they, what are they going to do? Like, we're taking your phone now from you. It's like, you can't. Phone costs 20 bucks. Do you think they just want to be able to say, like, he was convicted of defamation, Alex Jones, who was convicted of defamation, and be able to have that be the soundbite and sort of his official moniker for a little while? So, like, again, not that they could necessarily pull it off, but to trash his credibility and try and purge people who what don't What does that do? Him. I mean, I don't think it would do anything, but maybe they feel like if they can... Um, rock the boat on Alex Jones's supporters, they can gain some sort of influence over a popular narrative and culture. Hmm. I don't know. Probably. It's a short-sighted goal, but it might be because I don't, other than that, they just want the money. But I mean, what, you can't get blood out of a stone. 150 million if he only has 2 million revenue. Like, Well, I will say, I think Alex Jones likely has more money than he's letting on. But I also think the other side in this is not playing fair at all. It's the the process is the punishment kind of thing. Right. They're just raking him through it. Yeah. So like one of the things he said was, this is what they do. This is how they get you. He said he doesn't do email. He doesn't have email. And then they were like, here's a text showing you sending an email. And he was like, oh, that's like a personal thing dictated to my assistant. And they're like, ah, but you said you didn't have email. And it's like, dude, oh, are you serious? Yeah. Like if someone's, if you're like, I don't have an email account, but like one time you might have sent one or two. That's just, then they, they argue he's, he's perjury and all that stuff. And I'm just like, I'm so annoyed by it. Because if you if any, anyone who's sane and rational and looks at the nuance, outright would just be like, yeah, he screwed this one up. You know, these families suffered enough. Let's right. let's sort this one out. Instead, you've got the, the opposing lawyer is like one of the worst people I've ever heard speak. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's just flinging crap at each other. And I'm like, nobody looks good here. Well, a big part of a big part of what we have going on now, too, it's not just Alex Jones, but it's, you know, January 6th committee, the Department of Justice. The idea is going after not just um, people who worked with Trump, but anyone who supported him. And we're seeing that across our justice system. I really don't like this sentiment of I don't like that guy and I don't like what I was told he did. Throw him in prison like the stupid short legally torture him. Well, yeah, really, it is kind of mm-hmm. like a psychological torture. To... It's like a, it's like the trial. Did you read that? No. The Kafka. So this guy is brought up on charges, and nobody ever tells him what it is that he did, and it just goes on like that. It's very well. It's Kafka esque, is what it is. What's up with this dude? They just said they destroyed with a drone bomb. Alaki? No, not Alaki. That's the oh, kid. This, this was the Monday thing. Zawari? Yeah, Zawahari. <laughs> and I'm like, didn't the they Monday. already kill that guy a decade ago? Is this like yeah. is this like 1984 where they're always at war with a country overseas and it's like every 10 years they're like, yep. we are, we have found the terrorists finally. We've killed right. them. Like, didn't you get that guy 10 years ago? What's weird too is a year ago Biden said that Al Qaeda wasn't in Afghanistan, right? But now they, they, and now they're saying now there's and now they're like oh they're they're still in Afghanistan. It's like well why'd you say that a year ago? And because a year ago he was going to pull the troops, right? Yeah, and then and they got thirteen uh, thirteen service members. Yeah, killed. Oh, Went so when they very badly. They retreated and then he, well, they, they routed and surrendered and now they're yeah, back they there. Yeah, they said they said that the, they were going to work with the Taliban to make sure there was no Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. Excellent. And exactly I remember who you want at the to be time, at the time, me and literally everybody else was like, oh, you're trusting these guys now? 
you're trusting these guys to make sure I, that there aren't terrorists and they're like they are terrorists. Whatever reason, like <laughs> lightning striking me, I I no longer believe or trust when I'm told in the news that they got a terrorist leader. But with I don't believe it anymore. I don't even know if the guy right. was alive to begin with. I see no proof. They say that he and his family were living in Kabul. I believe that. I think I that's. Think, the, I, I remember think, hearing a description yeah. of like it was. So they, they he walked onto the balcony and they were able to take him out. Right. And it didn't cause any structural harm. They didn't have to hurt anyone in his family because sometimes they'll just drop a bomb and like right. take everyone else. I mean, I think they're saying like it was just so uh, a show of how clear our, how strong our military is and how advanced our technology is. And I, I, I also feel like that's, weird stance like all of it mm -hmm. felt strange yeah, yeah they very did. likely if they blew up a building or a complex to get this guy that other people were involved in getting killed they very did likely. though that was the like and they they, said, but they told they us they didn't else, they said right? no we yeah. just got the one guy don't worry right. it's like i i want this guy on trial i don't want to I, I want to stop killing people because the war on terror is over we ended it 15 years ago or eight years ago but or how something. do you get him on yeah. like i i agree with you i don't think we should you know be going around committing these kinds of things but how would you get him on trial like no one would extradite him what trial what what court so take a look at this story from november november 17th 2020 the death of ayman al-zawahiri in the future of al-qaeda daniel l byman i suppose the issue was that they assumed he was dead and so later on the news comes out and they're like okay no now he's actually dead so hmm. that's 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 what I think you're and referring they, to. They could be like, oh, he's actually alive. We didn't get him. Oh, wait, we got him. But it's like this just They said they have no confirmation. They have no DNA confirmation. So, okay, no confirmation. Maybe they'll get him in a couple years happen. next time. Yeah, maybe next time when he's back that they'll get yeah. him this time. And then, then we can have faith in our government <laughs> that it's doing the right thing. What? That right. we're just bombing and killing guys is not the right thing. <laughs> There's no declared war. This is nuts. But Congress is toothless. They won't do anything. <laughs> so how would they? How are they possibly going to declare war? I don't think anybody's in charge. They can't even agree think, on like helping veterans. You know. I think everybody's just screaming at each other and clawing for power. Nobody's really in charge. If anyone's in charge, it's Xi Jinping. He like not that he controls everything. He's being run by but somebody that, too. I, well, I mean, to a certain degree, he's got the party and he's trying to maintain confidence among the people who are, who are around him. But what I mean is no one, there's no control. Like there's no, there's no single group just controlling everything. They're trying to. Yeah. And Xi Jinping probably has the most power of any individual, but not necessarily the most power of any group. You know what I mean? And the, Putin as well. The bankers have a lot of power, like the Bank for International Settlements. I don't know what their military capabilities are, though. They can have, like, private military, and they have access to weapons and stuff, but they're not a nation state. The corporations seem to have a lot of power as well. Yeah, and they're kind of run by the bankers that are like fluentizing the, their, their capital. And they also just do whatever they're told by whatever government, uh, whatever nation they are, you know, invested in. This is like ESG stuff. You know, look at Nike, right? Nike will do one thing in China. They'll do something else here. Look at the way that the whole Pride Month thing goes, right? So like in, in Western Europe and in the U.S., you have all of these companies being like, yay, Pride stuff. And then if you look at their same advertising in Saudi Arabia, it's like no Pride stuff. MAGA, MAGA month, you know? For MAGA Month, none of our international accounts changed their pictures to American flags. Really? That's disappointing. Yeah, none, that none, is, none of, that is well, too bad. I mean, well, we don't want to offend other countries. You don't want to offend oh, yeah. Saudi And we Arabia don't have any American international Roman. accounts. So, That's right. oh. um, But I took the American flag off of my account because MAGA Month is over. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. You only fly the flag in support during the one month and then you're done done my duty now everybody knows i support america and uh you know back to work
Is there a Ukraine pride flag that has like all of it? Yeah, there is. There is a pride flag with with Ukraine on it, right? Yeah, but was that real? I've never seen it on public. I've only seen it on the internet, and who knows? Oh, so a lot of these flags are just graphics. Is that what it's turning out? I mean, all all flags and graphics. Well, but like some of them, no one actually made a flag into made into a flag. The crazy thing is, like, is there a committee that decides the pride flag? Like, all of a sudden, one day, someone's like, "This is more inclusive," and then people just start using it. Well, there was there was a there are people who invent all of these flags. Like, if you dig down, it's always somebody invented it. We we need it. a flag. We need to make our own flag. Got to get a flag bearer for people I love this who idea. like for people who like reading books during thunderstorms. Oh, that's cute. We would have a lightning bolt on it. It would That'll be a go lightning over bolt, really well. and it'll <laughs> be gray and blue stripes. And we'll we'll and we'll we'll hold it up like ah angrily and like people start throwing bricks at like Barnes and Noble for you some reason. You got to be careful with the lightning bolts though. Why? Why is that? Isn't that like a Nazi thing? No, but it'll be like a, it'll be like, it'll be a rain storm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. It'll, it'll be, be like alone. A, it'll be with a cloud. It'll be like a. Cloud my my point a, is like whatever you identify. For oh, like yourself. a like a Care Bear. It'll be like a Care Bear. Yeah, like a yeah. Care Bear. <laughs> I mean, it's I was sort of telling, like when people had family crests, right? Like they had yeah. something to represent it. Like we just need a crest. We got to bring those back. Bring people will feel better. <laughs> a, lo- a, a lion. Yeah, that's an eagle. We were talking about the Rothschilds earlier, like who's running the show, the banking industry. Rothschild is like, it kind of began in the 1500s. Well, it didn't begin, but modern banking with those guys. But Rothschild means red shield. It was before they had addresses. It was just all symbols and stuff. And they had a red shield on the front of the house. They're like, now they are the red shields. So let's do that again. Well, that's sort of what we're doing, right? With red and blue. We have like red states and blue states. But if you go back in history, it's always like that. It's like, it's always one group identifies with one color and the opposing group has a different color and that's how they that's how they proceed in all of the wars and conflicts and yeah that's how we get all that cool tartan in scotland crests sure. are too complicated just pick a color mm-hmm. purple okay i'll be purple there you go done okay. i want to peel it off peel it back and then you see the red underneath or something like that periwinkle okay next time we're on the show everyone better have a crest Dude, <laughs> if you could fly a flag that was like a magnifying glass and get it the light just right so it shines down and shows you where the gold is that'd be awesome the thing, the thing about a crest though is it's like we're supposed to hate our ancestors what if we started identifying with them you, you should know? have ancestor month now right we're, we're supposed to hate them because they were also evil well Terrible. i don't know maga month was july because you right? know fourth of july ancestor like... month could be could be august who do you think know. was the best evil villain from back in the day which evil which villain? Day? Yeah, like if you had to pick one. But like, what do you mean by villain? Like maybe Rasputin. It's like killer. He yeah, he was pretty nasty. Yeah, manipulated but I mean, like, the royal he was just family. Crazy. Yeah, well, he was a weird, crazy pe- priest. Hopped up on goofballs. Mm-hmm. He sure was. Yeah, lots of goofballs. Just high they, as they, hell. They, well, yeah. they, no, didn't they try to poison him like a half dozen times and it that, didn't that, take? That might be uh, apocryphal. Really? Yeah. Well, like they tried to kill a bunch of different ways and he wouldn't die. It's well, like, it's important to hang on to the good myths. But yeah. they did uh, They did try and kill the royal family, the women, and they they the bullets were bouncing off them. That's real. What? Yeah, because they had sewed all the gems into their gowns. Oh. So when like they tried to, to, you know, sneak some wealth out of the palace as they were getting rounded up. And they were, they were shooting with like 22s or something or what? I don't know what they were shooting the Russian royal family with, but I do know that the women had gems sewn into their gowns. And I think a lot of the guns they had back in the day were like 22s. I could be wrong, though. Musket balls. Hard to get through. Those diamonds. are 50 caliber <laughs> muskets. <laughs> That'll put a 10-inch hole in your chest. I don't know if the gems are going to protect you from that. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this movie. Well, let me see if I can find this one. Here we go. This is from the Daily Mail. 
Holy Wokery, Batgirl. Tom Leonard investigates why Warner Brothers' $90 million new superhero movie has been deemed so awful it will never be released. So I, I saw this and I really wanted to talk about it because it's a massive get woke, go broke. Apparently they put $90 million into a Batgirl film that was super woke and they canceled it because when they showed it to people, the people said, this is a terrible movie and you shouldn't have made it. And so they scrapped it. <laughs> It's a lot of money to scrap. I kind of want to see it now. I Yeah, apparently that's what's, what's happening. People are saying, like, give us the film and we'll finish it. Let us see. But I bet it's really bad. Yeah. I bet it's like... I think we can't hate watch stuff or even like curiosity watch stuff. Like, then they'll be like, oh, so you did buy a ticket. So we should make this. <laughs> like, if they canceled it, just let it go. Like, that's uh, probably good. Uh, they say the audience feedback was so awful that an almost unprecedented move, Warner Brothers has decided the reputational damage of releasing such a dud would be even worse than wasting the tens of millions of dollars it already spent on it. It just didn't work, said an insider. The decision is also a blow for Glasgow, which has stood in uh, for Glasgow, which had stood in for Gotham City in the movie. Okay, that's who weird. Look the, at this who costume. Was the lead? Who I don't know, that? but this costume looks like it's like crappy cosplay. Well, they already failed no. because we all know that female superheroes are supposed to wear um, mini skirts and stuff. But this is uh, this but is. But then that's huge. like over sexualizing her, so like can't do that either. Yeah, they no they one... trapped themselves into a corner where they couldn't market this film. Like right. it's not it's not clear who this audience is for. I think this may be the end of wokeness in movies. I think this shows ninety that million dollar end. They the spent a ton of money, realized they made garbage that nobody wanted. I mean, how long did it take for people to finally realize when they're like, you know, maybe your average dude doesn't want to see a super ripped woman punching people in the face. Maybe. And your average woman doesn't want to see that either. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think it was, it might have been uh, Bill Burr, or I can't remember which comedian it was. They He's said, funny. They said that uh, the WNBA should, where are all the feminists? All the feminists should be out there watching the WNBA, but there's nobody mm -hmm. there. Where are the women at? Nobody watches it. Because nobody cares. Right. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to watch men's basketball what, either. What, what is so. this obsession with like creating men's things for women that women don't want and men don't want? This is such a weird thing too. And especially in, in films and, you know, narrative. Because what they do is they say, let's take this, this character that is a male character and let's just turn it into a female character and do exactly the same things with it that we would do with a male character. And then it's like, you know, feminist and forward thinking and progressive and all of that. But if you're going to build a female character, you have to build a female character that is female at the core. You can't just like gloss over, you know, you can't just like basically trans a male character in a narrative. I think I know how to do it. Mm. How to trans a male character. In a how narrative. to make Batgirl work for women. Here's what you do. It's Batgirl, right? She's a crime fighting superhero. And then she starts dating Batman and he like is totally into BDSM. And is like choking her and stuff, you know, like because Fifty, like Shades, 50 of Grey. Shades of Grey. I mean, you well, know women the, love that. Okay, but the perfect one was the the Michael Keaton Batman with who was it? Was it Michelle Pfeiffer? Was Catwoman? Catwoman. Yeah. That was great. It was romantic. It was it was actiony. She was cool. Everyone wanted to be Catwoman that Halloween. But it's Catwoman. It's not Cat. There's no Catman. Because it's like that's a female character from we the should core. make Catman. Yeah, but every grade school kid knows that. You know, cats are girls and dogs are boys. Can't Everyone, explain these things just no, the way no, no. it is. But, but it is. It's, it's weird. Everyone thinks cats are girls. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. Got the feline, no. female. It's no. like we have we have uh, Bocus and people are like, what's what's her name? And I'm like, it's a dude. I mean, he's a eunuch, right. but he's a dude. And he... Eunuchs are still dudes. Yeah. No, but so. my, my, my point was like, 
if you were going to make a women want different things, right? I made this point a couple of days ago. I made it several times the past week when I was on this plane and we got hit by wind and we fell like 50 feet. You just drop every single man on the plane screams. Not a single male did because like men and women are different. Yeah, I would. It's, it's, I would scream. Probably. What is the screaming yeah. from? Mostly I would gasp. I don't know. But like, why when did I was scream? a kid, the uh, the the hypothesis from evolutionary psychology mm-hmm. is that if a bear, if a threat, uh, if a woman perceives a threat and she doesn't scream, she's more likely to die. Oh, so oh, okay. screaming alerts the males of danger. And crying they, they does had as well. Kids, the screamers had the babies. The little girls in my neighborhood when I was a kid would have screaming contests. Oh what? wow! Yeah, to make sure, and it would be dusk, and I would be like at home because I had to be home by dusk, and I would hear like these screaming, and the neighbors would get so mad. Everyone would be like, "You kids, stop screaming! We think something's wrong with you." think something's wrong you think you need help and they were like it's just a screaming contest mr lorio <laughs> we would have peeing contests we didn't do the that boys no. from up I can on tell top you. of the up on top no, of the no, clubhouse that that's weird yeah i'd use i'd win a lot of those <laughs> congratulations get into the cemetery thanks into yeah. the cemetery yeah we had a cemetery in you our were backyard pissing onto beyond. graves never made it to a grave oh okay a little too far out that's, that's <laughs> horrifying yeah. anyway my point was i i saw this story i want to talk about it because i'm thinking like it's been it's been over a decade since the rise of wokeness. And now we see like critical race theory, critical gender theory. But this is huge because if they're willing to tank 90 million dollars without and they don't want anyone to see this, you know, maybe they're starting to realize it. This stuff doesn't work. The old stories are not bad stories. The old narratives are there for a reason. They've lasted thousands of years for reasons. It's because we relate to them. We understand them. It's because they're part of the the narrative that we use to tell ourselves the story of humanity and the story of our lives. Did you guys catch Tomb Raider or ever follow that game or movie? Uh, yeah. It was, uh, what's her name, played t- Angelina Laura Croft. Yeah, Jolie. Jolie. yeah, the 2000. Is there like any desire or interest in like a woman with a sword that's bro. a badass fighter? Bro. Like for, you, for men. Bro, hold on, hold on. Like but you don't get into I, I recently watched Tomb Raider because it was recommended on Amazon. And it's clearly just a movie for for dudes. Dude. Like Angelina Jolie's boobs are like mushed forward and pointy like the Tomb Raider character because they only had polygons or whatever. They had very few polygons. And there's actually like a scene of her just naked in the shower for no reason. Yeah. It's like the movie was clearly not for girls to be like, yeah, like I'm going to be strong like her. No, it was like dudes watching a big breasted woman. In, in but there of- are like, there are fun movies that are like actiony rom com type movies. Like I was thinking about this the other day. Remember? Shaun uh, of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead was great. Romantic comedy with zombies. There you go. Too, right? I love, love that movie. See? Boom. Great. There it is. Make more. I've been told I have bad taste in movies. I love that movie. The movie's fantastic. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but um, what was I saying before I got sidetracked by that movie? Oh, you remember <laughs> the? Uh, remember how there used to be all those old movies with uh, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner? Do you guys no. know? Okay. What are you talking about? Okay. What's, so, what, what's an example? What's one of them? Uh, Ant-Man. They, He's in that. They, they did a movie called Romancing the Stone, which was oh, kind of, of it. like it was kind of like Indiana Jones, but they were teamed up at the beginning and they hated each other and then they fall in love and everybody gets soaking wet in the waterfall and there's diamonds oh, yeah. and things and then they go off on some paradise because they're rich now, this, you this know? Is what women fantasize about? This is this is like what these movies were and they did very well. Mm. I was thinking now they're like let's just have a woman be like a super ripped muscular boxer so yeah like, who hates men yeah and has absolutely and you can't tell at all what her priorities are or what she wants in life like what do these characters want and, well, and the, over, men, the men are one dimensional and they're like you can't be a boxer you're a woman according to right. romance in the stone they want overcoming miscommunication so like they didn't like each other then they realize right. oh we actually do like each other right they want adventure yeah um and to be rich 
and then right. to retire in and comfort. to look and to look good. There's a meme. Look fine while you're doing it. Yeah. There was a there was like a, Kathleen Turner. There was a meme in that the 80s. Ma- that might not be true, but someone posted on the internet and it went viral. They said the male power fantasy is to save everyone, the children, the women, other men, to put the fire out, to be a superhero. That's why guys love these movies, war movies. It's to like save everyone. And the female power fantasy is to be able to do whatever you want without consequences. So in like a lot of romantic comedies, it's about the bumbling, you know, woman who just gets what she wants in the end, you know, well, through misadventure or something. I'd argue that the woman in, uh, I don't remember her name, but Gone Girl, like that female character is crazy to me. I would watch her all day long because she gets to do whatever she wants because she's operating on a really intense psychological level. I think women, I, I have never really been interested in watching girls fight, like physical combat with women. If you're, if that's what you want to watch, fine. But I don't think it has the same appeal for a female character as seeing female characters control a situation psychologically or through emotion. I think that's much more of a feminine trait than seeing them punch someone. And that's why when you see really well-written characters, they are in some ways reflective of true gender norms. Um, I think that's really interesting. You're making me... I, I keep thinking about Game of Thrones. I don't, you probably guys probably have seen it. If not, but there's this character called uh, Brienne of Tarth. There was this woman who, that was like a, a warrior and she was yeah. huge. She's like 6'5 or something. And she's pretty big for a woman, but they put her in this armor and she could barely move in the armor. It was like grating and embarrassing to watch. And it, society didn't want to talk about how, how horribly awkward it was to put this woman in this massive heavy armor. She could barely move. But they were just like trying to shove it down my throat. Like this is what a woman warrior like, dude. At least like put her in something she can, she can carry. Mm. Like so it doesn't look embarrassing. Like oh, it's just ne- disgusting to watch. It was really really piss poor that they did that. I'm sorry you had to watch that. Yeah, it was. It was like, and I, you know, what I, I didn't even the, realize how bad it was till halfway through this. I the, was the watching. Ca- it. I, was the like, I just can't of, lie to myself anymore. The, the <laughs> casting of Brie Larson is is Captain Marvel. For those that are familiar, just made literally no sense to me because she's like a short, frail woman who's supposed to be this like great warrior, this massively super powerful being. And I'm just like, pick your narrative, man. Like, what are you going for? You're going for a short, very thin, frail woman. They might as well have cast uh, Kristen Chenoweth instead. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Well, and I think is... all this stuff's going to start backfiring on them. Well, because no one wants look at, to look see at, it. Look at, uh, look no at, uh, what was that? Top, Top Gun? Mm-hmm. Like, that did great, right? It was fairly generic. They didn't even mention the name of the enemy country, but I think they did the same thing in the first Top Gun anyway. And it was good. It was just like a regular movie. I thought what you said was very insightful that women, uh, their power fantasy is manipulating people as opposed to the man is fighting people. Mm-hmm. Because like I've been listening to a lot of psychologists. I think Jordan Peterson and other people have been talking about women like high school girls will, their power thing is they will manipulate others and make other girls feel bad about themselves. Oh, yeah. Whereas the guys will bully. They'll like push. It's much more physical. I mean, you hear people say like with men and women, like women are grudge holders, right? And like the idea, I mean, it's kind of a stereotype, but like, guys if the if the argument gets really heated eventually they'll just throw punches and then it's kind of over right they have a way to physically de-escalate a situation where if with women we don't i mean some girls do i guess but like for the most part they aren't as prone to physical violence they are much more prone to like social and emotional manipulation because they are in some ways more in tune to that naturally and so like i just have never really understood these like why the push to have women be physical fighters when they actually are crazy in another realm like they can be maybe that's why didn't oceans 8 make a bunch of money the all-female reboot of oceans 11 like actually did really well oh i I don't know 
Yeah, I think it actually made a lot of money. Well, John Mulaney had up, this, yeah. John Mulaney had this joke about before it came out, like you could never have an all female cast of whatever Ocean's movie because women, you know, there'd They're, be seven of them and then two would split off to talk, you know, talk about the rest of them. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work. Other. It's not reflective. I mean, with uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, we talk like Natalie Portman got a lot of heat for like or her arms actually is right by the CGI whatever but what it I thought was, was CGI, interesting I think to a certain extent yeah, yeah I mean she's petite like even in I from I'm not an expert please no one judge me on this but like from the comic books it's actually like a six foot tall kind of like much more athletic looking I imagine like a volleyball player body type uh and they chose that I mean maybe Natalie Portman is perfect for a lot of other reasons I can't they cast her casting. in the role and right know. but they were like it's better to have this very petite woman and then it kind of defies expectations because she's actually a great warrior or something. Like I don't understand why this is appealing at all. I don't. I, I don't think it's that interesting. There's, a, there's another. Uh, there's another. Like I think woman's power fantasy too that I think uh, is very taboo to talk about these days, but that we can hear in you know old pop music, for example. Like if you look at Amy Winehouse on Holy War, right? So the fantasy in that song is that she's going to back her man no matter what. If you look at like. Um, a song that I recently remembered and started listening to. I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, Midnight Train to Georgia, right? Gladys Knight. She's singing about how this man she's in love with is leaving L.A. because his dreams didn't turn out right. And he's going back to Georgia. And she's like, I'm totally going with him. You know, I would never not Songwriting go Songwriting is so much better. You know, <laughs> songwriting is great. But Amy Winehouse and, you know, Gladys Knight. And there's others, you know, mm -hmm. like you hear it, I think, in some Aretha songs as well. Um, but this idea that the... The fantasy isn't about uh, your own aggrandizement or your own, you know, success or power or manipulation, but, you know, your greatness lies in boosting your man, mm -hmm. you know, and like the whole power behind the throne thing. Yeah. I mean, I think I say manipulation, but like really women, if you think of like the stereotype of like hunter gatherer, right? Like the men go out and they have to like be physical. They have to hunt and capture things, but women stay home and basically hang out with the other women and the kids and they have to keep an eye on what's going on like there is a different skill set that's needed to do that i don't i mean maybe they would fight in the village but for the most part you really have to learn how to navigate socially that's why just sorry just, just take a look at the noble domesticated fowl oh yes the chicken <laughs> the chicken and the rooster and now the rooster will run into danger sacrificing himself to protect the hens when you watch the chickens eating all the ladies are like pecking the ground and the rooster's standing upright just looking around He's like, ain't nobody coming near my ladies. And That's then really they, sweet. If a fox will <laughs> yeah, come. Yeah, it does seem that way. Well, I, I, at, I mean, first. at first. At I, first. But it is. It is. I mean, and then he takes what he wants. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the chickens just, you know, they're like, it's oh, the here he goes. chicken harem. Here, yeah. Do you think they think like, here he comes when he comes walking in the room? Sometimes they run. And it's like really, really crazy to watch. Like the chickens are like just <laughs> frantic and the rooster's chasing them. But no, like if a fox shows up. The rooster will run straight at it, knowing it will die, giving the hens time to flee. Have you seen this? Has this has this happened on Chicken City? We had a hawk attack. No way. And the rooster ran towards the gate and then stood in front of it, making noises as the hens all ran in. And then he went in last. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy to watch. He was like, not going to go in until all the girls were inside. That's cool. But like, the hens are really dumb. Uh -huh. So I think what he was doing was he went to the door. It was a small little door. To show them where it was, they so they all follow him, and then he waits outside for them to go to get safe. And then the hawk, I think the hawk actually got hit one of our chickens, and then wasn't able to get off with it. And then the you know the rooster 
Roberto. But Roberto's been retired. He was just he was banging his daughters too much. You know, yeah, it's, you, it's, can't, you can't let that go. Well, in chicken society, it's called line breeding. It's kind of okay. But when he has too many kids, then it's like, okay, buddy, like... You're you're thanks. you're off, yeah. But no it. thanks. We uh, I, you were right about Ocean's Eight, the uh, the, the sequel, all women sequel. It budgeted seventy million to make, and they made three hundred million yeah. worldwide. Because it was about a bunch of women who were manipulative and catty, and stole a bunch of money from dudes. It made slightly less than Ocean's Thirteen, but it also cost slightly less to make. So see, there you go. Seems like they're just doing so fine. You, so you want to do a movie about women? Make them sly and manipulative. People are going to be all down for it. Oh, and tell women's stories as opposed to yeah. like just grafting women on top of men's stories. Yeah, I like the idea of supporting the man only because the man then supports well, an the old, children. Yeah, I mean, this is an old story, right? This is like an old classic narrative. Like the there's the Bible story. Who is it? Is it? I'm going to get the name wrong. Is it Esther? It's one of them, right? And she ends up married to the king or whatever, and he's not Jewish, and she's not his biggest fan. But like. He, she ends up bringing him around, and then he does right by the, by the Israelites, and it all works out. We should end. we should make a movie where it's like the main characters are the women, who are married to the superheroes, and then like all the superhero stuff is just ancillary background stuff, like and mob wives. Is that mm -hmm. what it is? I don't know, but it seems like that would be what that would be. And I was gonna say, <laughs> but it's just like the women doing things that support the infrastructure behind the superhero. And so it's more of like an interpersonal drama. Yeah, the show okay. should be this called Superheroes, but it's about the women. No, this is a great idea, and it shouldn't be called that. But I like this, <laughs> but I like this idea. This would be a really fun film. Mm -hmm. This would be a really fun film to write and to watch and to costume. I mean, this would be great costumes. If it was like actually writ written as like a story w women were interested in hearing, as opposed to just like making the women big, burly superheroes punching guys. But right? no, I mean, this is not a movie that Hollywood would produce right now because we aren't supposed to have women who are like secondary or playing wives and mother figures right like that's not supposed to be but it was but great and it's it could, but that's start, the story that most women are start actually at like a kid's it would be way birthday better. party mm -hmm. you know and like all of the moms are coming over and there's like a pool party and all the kids have like weird things they can do because mm -hmm. they're dads are superheroes yeah, and they're yeah. all just sitting It'd be there fantastic. chatting. But then you, you know? gotta have a villain like slams down from the sky and attacks the party. That's if you want to get everyone to like it. No, the the villain would be... <laughs> the wife I of the I feel like it's always villain. happening in the yeah. background. The like, villain would be like, yeah, it would be the wife of the supervillain and she would come in and you would think she's the villain and then it would turn out that she's actually really nice and no, no, she I got invites it. everyone to like the... I don't know, their it turns out <laughs> It turns out the villain is the supervillain's wife and the superhero's wife and the villain's wife are fighting because they were at a department store and there was one cute dress on sale and the villain's <laughs> wife bought it first. Okay, that's not. And now they just. Guys are out of the writer's room. You're just throwing the villain or like playing cards. That's like cards. a dude trying like, to write, write for yeah, women. It's like you are off the that's edge. That's not what it would be. That's no, but it would be like this. The, you know. But if you want to go really classic, it would obviously there would be some sort of a fair situation. An affair. Yeah. So, like, mm -hmm. the villain, the supervillain's wife is actually like having an affair with like the oh, know, that's the, actually the Chad superhero. Yeah, and, and also political and, turmoil. And the, the Chad superhero's wife is actually like she's the leader, you know, because there's always a leader. There's always there's like, always a the head of the girl. girl pack. 
So she's in charge, and then it turns out, and blah blah blah. Yeah, that actually, would, it's that much more really interpersonal. Well. Like I get what you're saying. Like it might be nice to have someone explode, but that's and, yeah, not and like the 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 superhero, the top superhero's wife's best friend would start to know about the affair, and yeah. like she doesn't know if she should tell. There's ethical conflict. We're not complicated guys. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Then you but get the this would be and the a really friend. good film. But it would like the lighting should and be it would, really bright. Like it should be really it should bright. Look like um, nature colors, like almost a little yeah. overexposed. And it's like a weird suburb of some kind. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I hope someone's writing all this down because this is this is gold. Well, we here, don't huh? have to, We're right? Because it's recording. No, but the, the, the thing is too, like <laughs> the 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 social consequences of the superhero dating a supervillain, like having an affair with a supervillain's wife. Yeah. yeah. And, and then mean? his wife's friend finds out, and he's got to talk to her about yeah. it. They get secluded in a room where or he's just like, got to confront her about what it. What happens when the pop when when the public hears that, you know, he's intimate with, you know, the family right. of these villains? One time it happened. One time. No, but, but it's ongoing. It didn't <laughs> yeah. happen one time. And then you have like these great scenes like at a like at a rundown roadside motel, you know, and you have like the loud sound of like real cicadas dirty. and uh, the weird guy who's like smoking cigars and it's sort of like the light then, is weird. And, and then you cut to a scene of like their kids playing together. But you gotta about, do it. You gotta right? do it. You gotta do a scene. Suicide. No, you no, gotta, no, you gotta, no, you gotta, no suicide. suicide. But like the villain's <laughs> wife. Stop. You don't get it. Okay, yeah. I'll just give you. You gotta do a scene where like the wife of the Chad superhero like goes to confront him and she finds him at this old motel and it's like thunderstorming and then she's like catches him in the room and then she screams and she storms out and then he runs out after her and they're both in the rain and he's like don't do this and she's like you did to me and they're arguing right. in this rain pouring down and then he picks her up and they kiss in the rain His right and then friend. we have a and then we have a you know stand by my man moment like mm-hmm. will right. she stand and the only way that she can stand by the man is they got to get rid of the villain wife and now they're like super villains on, but that's to, like, ultimately feeding town. the conflict between the super the, villain and the hero yeah and then they leave town and then you have a sequel because now the villain and the villain's wife had to start over somewhere else no 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 turns out they're villains they're into it they're swingers yeah but they still have to leave they can't go to the pool parties anymore oh Mm -hmm. yeah you can't and like then you have the kids being like why can't we play with evil junior i don't understand evil junior (laughs) and and the you know the the and you have this moment where you say like what do i say she only wears versace yes 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 yes. she's a wrap dress girl (laughs) all right let's go to super chats if you haven't already my friends would you kindly smash that like button Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. We've got some uh, stories for you in the uncensored after show, which will go up at about 11 p.m. over at TimCast.com. So sign up if you want to watch that. And uh, follow, follow the show at TimCast.rl, yada, yada. Let's, uh, let's read some Super Chats. All right. Let's see. Matthew Reckamp says, with Convention of States looming, some people have been talking about a deficit tax on Congress as an alternative to a balanced budget amendment. So that Congress would have an incentive to not overspend. What are your thoughts? I don't know what you mean by a deficit tax. You mean like tax their wages or something? Do you guys know what that is? It sounds like that's what it would be. Because unless you're going to go at their personal bank accounts, you would just be taking it from the taxpayer. Then it's just a bunch of rich people being like, I don't care about my salary. Take whatever you want. Oh, negative, whatever. Yep. Bear says, found a wiki that records all the politicians' ties. Socialist, communist groups, AOC in photo with North Korean activists. Check out... Uh, keywiki.org is that what it is I don't know I feel like I'm gonna get a virus if I type that in yeah but right. maybe it's really useful I don't know but was that keywiki.org key uh, crackerjack says Tim I'm now a proud member of timcast.com have you guys ever tried Nordic bread it could be a good alternative to bread love you all I haven't but I've had skier before have you guys ever had that no <laughs> when I went to Iceland it's like it's like their version of yogurt I guess it's mm-hmm. different yeah it's really good you can there are some great- 
Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Pressure source that's solid in America, but. All right. Let's see. Let's grab some more super chits. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, I can't vote Democrat in PA primary. WTF other states. Yeah, seriously. Open primaries are, are messed up. Monkey Ninja says, I'm from Kansas and usually extremely conservative, but voted no. I can't argue for the right to defend my property against intruders and vote against women's right to do the same with their own bodies. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's the case, though. I mean, the issue was the state Supreme Court ruled that the Constitution defends the right to abortion, and there would be an amendment saying the Constitution does not. There would still be an issue of legislation in terms of abortion restriction. Mm -hmm. West Virginia has a a constitutional uh, amendment that says there's no protection for abortion, but they do allow abortion in certain exceptions. I mean, like, I think the fear behind a lot of what happened in Kansas was the push that it was like, it's opening the door to a complete and total ban and like the panic that ensued. I could understand if people said, you know, I oppose abortion for myself. I wouldn't do it for myself, but I don't feel like I can keep other people from it. And that's why you voted no, but I don't know. There's a, I mean, a lot of people in Europe think we're absolutely insane for having areas in the country where you can have abortions through, you know, the end of the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. I mean, and I think in Sweden, it's like 18 weeks, you know, and they're like, oh, we're so civilized in the U.S. You can't have abortions. And it's like, actually, here we can kind of do whatever. (laughs) It just depends on where you are, you know. Um, So it's very interesting. It is one of the side effects of federalism, really. Yeah. Trujillo says AZ is not an open primary state unless you are registered as, as independent where you can choose which party in the primary. Oh, that's interesting. So maybe they registered as independents. So it would have been 100,000 in, independents who were? I really doubt that's the case. I feel like I that's... I really doubt it. Um, traditionally Mason M. points out, as an Arizonan, it's hard to vote for Carrie Lake with her past supporting Obama or the child drag show rumors. She's also very flimsy on public education, which is a big issue in Arizona. I'd love the show. I heard, I've heard a lot of people talking about the, the past voting for Obama stuff. A lot of people I voted for Obama. Obama. Yeah, I did too in 2008. Yeah, 2008. And then 2012, I was like, well, I was dumb. And then I was just pissed off. And then when 2016 came around, I was like, get out of here. I don't care who you See are. See if so she supported it. the posts, drone bomb, psycho Obama, psycho Obama, or if it was 2008, hope and change Obama. No, no, look. He had a lot of us. Nine million people. co-opted. Nine million people who voted for Obama in 2012 voted for Trump in 2016. Trump was a moderate and a lot of people were waking up to reality. I don't think it's fair to see somebody who was like, hey, you know what? I realized y'all were right about this. And then be like, don't care. You are forever tainted by being wrong before. Like, no, nah, that's supposed to be the opposite of cancel culture. So if somebody, you know, voted for Obama, I did. And then I was like, well, that was dumb. Like, you'd be like, thank you. Thank you for, for figuring mm-hmm. it out and being correct. You know what I mean? All right. Cromulus says, I sometimes despair being born in this time. My generation will inherit a broken system. We will fight World War III while our history and culture is erased. The time is now to be a strong man. Do not go gentle into that good night. Um, I disagree. You are, you know, may you live in interesting times. I think no matter when you're born, something's happening. Imagine being a boomer and being drafted into Vietnam. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I guess Gen Xers are like a lost generation, right? Everyone forgets they exist. We're a very small generation. And the reason for that, uh, there's a couple of reasons. One is the Vietnam War. So a lot of our would-be parents ended up being killed, would-be fathers rather. Uh, another reason is abortion was legalized, 73, right in That's the middle. That's right. And then also contraception, uh, the pill came in about the same time. So there are a lot less Gen Xers. Now on the plus side, we all got into college. It was it was not That's hard. A plus? Yeah. I don't know that's a plus. Did you like yeah. that? Was that good for you? Uh yeah, cuz I would have had a real doozy of a time getting into college otherwise. I believe I Yeah, yeah, I was accepted to to pretty much one school that I applied to. Oh wow. And so I went to it. Nice. Um yeah, my limiting mom, the decision. My mom made me go. Um I didn't want to go to college at all. But anyway, Here's, a, here's an interesting one. Mark Eckstein says, I'm an Arizona voter. I had to declare party and was only able to vote in that party's primary. I will admit I voted for Robson because I preferred her policies. But when it comes for uh, comes for the, the general, I'm going to vote for the GOP. Hmm. Interesting. I, I think, you know, I, I think Carrie Lake's great. I don't know. I'm not an Arizonan, so I don't know exactly what Arizonans need or want. That's why I'm kind of like, well, I don't want to say too much. I don't want you know, to tell people in Arizona how to live their lives. She's always know? been a really gracious guest when she's been here. She's always yeah, she's rad. Yeah, personally, I like her a lot, but it's just kind of almost irrelevant to politics, so I don't talk about it much. I want to I want to come in and bring, uh, you know, fight, fight in West Virginia for, uh, you know, liberty, individualism. I'm, I don't like that a lot of these schools, what's happening. So I'll put it this way. I really don't like the idea of being this, like, city slicker moving into West Virginia and being like, nah, I'm going to start voting on these policies and funding them. That sounds terrible. But then what I keep hearing from people is they need help because Michigan, uh, I'm sorry, not Michigan, Virginians and Marylanders are coming in and bringing critical race theory into West Virginia because they're fleeing the states they destroyed with their garbage policies, going into West Virginia and then voting for those same policies. And so they're like, we need, we need help, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, we'll see what we can do. We've got some plans. Buy billboards all over the state saying, Shelly Moore sold you out. With that gun control garbage. All right. What do we got here? Lethal5670 says, I'm still trying to find the full bill to read, but Measure 114 in Oregon sounds like it will make us have stricter gun laws than California. If it does pass, sounds like I'll be homeless in West Virginia. Constitutional care in West Virginia. And uh, a lot of people are homeless in West Virginia and live in trailers. It's crazy when you go out to the middle of West Virginia. It's the coolest thing ever. I really, really love the middle of nowhere. It's kind of like where I grew up, northeast Ohio. As soon as you start to go like an hour west, it's just farm town, corn. I mean, and there's trailers. a relationship. No, between... no, no. You, you, you don't understand. I'm talking about in the middle of nowhere. There's no corn. It's just like rocks and trees. And then you're driving down these single lane dirt roads, oh, and yeah. there are houses. And it's just like well water, limited power and electricity generators. Like some of them don't even have on it on the grid. They have like just big diesel generators or something. It's crazy to see. And there's a lot of people who live in little trailers. It's really cool when we drove through the mountains uh, in central West Virginia, and then you just come come across an RV at the top of the mountain, and I'm like, how did they get that thing there? Dude, we were at the gas station traveling across the country this weekend, and like, I I just get this, I see all these people like pulling up all peacefully, getting their gas. I'm like, what if we had no gas? This whole society runs on gas, The whole society would be a problem, yeah. If that gets, it's it's way too vulnerable. All right. Honk Goes the Dynamite says, Rush Limbaugh encouraged voting in other primaries in 2008. It was called Operation Chaos. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not the biggest fan. I think it's breaking the system up, but you know, well, it look, is chaotic. I'm not the arbiter. I'm not so. the arbiter of morality here. You know, that's funny though. Intelligible noise says, "Here's my solution to strategic crossover voting: roll over all primary votes to the election day totals of the winner of said primary. This would nullify tampering and make Dems vote for the GOP." Oh, it, by making Dems of for the course, GOP. if you vote for someone in the primary and they win, then your votes are automatically set for the general. That makes yep. a lot of sense. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So if you vote for Carrie Lake in the primary, you don't got to do anything. You already voted for her. And then everyone else who didn't vote for her gets to decide. And it would make it way easier to count the votes for the general because a lot of them are already done. All right, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says this is this is the uh, this is way we dig IRL comedy over World War Three. What Amen, were we, we were, we were having a, a laugh about something. What were we laughing about? We were having a cool laugh movie. about yeah. AOC, AOC and Trump. AOC. Cats are girls. <laughs> Our cats are girls. <laughs> All right. Clint Torres says, Tim, I think I remember you mentioned something about having theological discussions last week. Might I recommend a discussion with Father Mike Schmitz? I love his Bible in a, in a here podcast. His Bible in a year or Bible in a year? He's the most trustworthy theologian I've ever experienced. I think someone recommended we, we, we do like a special or something with him. I got a theological question for you, Libby. Jesus or Moses? What do you, what? If you had to pick one. Why, you can't pick one. So you're good at answering questions in the way you want to answer them. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. But what does that mean, Jesus or Moses? What would you pick, Jesus or Moses? You I don't can, know what the question who means. Who do you like better? I don't know. I don't, you don't have a preference? <laughs> who do you like Moses. better? Moses. I did not Big say Daddy that. Moses, dude. Because he was like the first, he like... God spoke. He was all tripping on the uh, was it acacia book, and he like right. led, he was a slave, and then he found out he, he was like raised by royalty, and then realized he was like actually a, a Jew. And when he was like had this ethical, con- and he like and he went out to find freed his brother. the slaves. Yeah, dude, yeah. Moses. Yeah. I watched that movie with Christian Bale. I haven't seen it. But yeah, he screwed up. Moses. You know, he totally he smashed the he smashed the tablets. His brother did he kill his brother, one of them or Aaron? What? He smashed, uh, he smashed the coming down off Mount Sinai when he found out that the Israelites were worshiping false gods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Israelites, are all, they always go around and screw up every time. So I was during the pandemic, my son and I were reading the Old Testament. And, um, you know, over and over again, it would be like, and the Israelites turned away from God. And my son was finally like, that never works out well for the Israelites. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Let's just keep that in mind. <laughs> it doesn't work out well. Let's read some more. We got Donald DeVoe. He says, 1984, Mondale versus Reagan. Reagan wins 524 versus 10 electoral votes, winning 58.8% of the popular vote. If it was 2020, Walter Mondale narrowly wins by receiving more votes than any other president in history. I think the, um, the thing people need to understand about a 50 or 49 state landslide is that you don't need 80% of the vote to do it. You can, you can win every state with 51%. It's just, you just need to win in those states. People don't get it. So when we saw these big, these landslides, Nixon and Reagan, it wasn't, it was like, you know, 58%, which is big relative to what we've seen. All right, let's see. What is this? Really now says one more support for Timcast to officially asking Libby out for a drink. Oh, that's really cute. Yes. I just, I want to say now that I'm like, I get to say something. Uh, there is no Jesus without Moses. What? <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. So that's, I mean. Moses, dude. You need them all. You need them all. You need all. people willing to break slaves free and flee across the world with them. Well. Give them a place to live. Here we go. Oh, hell no. And says, then Jesus broke us from the chain of our sins. 
The entire Alex Jones hearing is being recorded by cameras off to the side for a future made-for-TV documentary. The judge and prosecuting attorneys are even acting more dramatic just for that. That explains it. This is what I mean. Like, I think they are trying to irritate him into having some big Alex Jones-type ranty outburst that they can then use for something. This is why he shouldn't have given them this. Does he think that they're going to be like, oh, now we've decided that Alex Jones is right? He should have just been like, no, we're done. Like, no no movie for you. No made-for-TV anything. Why give them that? I don't understand. I don't know. What you mean, give him that, like, he acquiesced to doing this? Did he Could he have just settled out? I mean, my understanding is that he offered some extremely low number, like $10,000 or something. But I don't trust the corporate press reporting on this, to be completely honest. So, I don't know, man. I, I can tell you this. What I do know is that people who are, you know, associated with InfoWars told me things like, People who worked there said, Alex, you got to stop saying this stuff before the trial happened. Hmm. Then the trial happened and they show emails of exactly what was said. So people who, who left InfoWars have been saying this. It is what it is, man. Dorian Holmes says, hey, Tim, have you guys seen the FBI's domestic terrorism symbol sheet that got leaked? Recommend looking into it. We did. The Gadsden flag. Hmm. Yeah, the, I think the black and gold flag. The, Revolutionary uh, War symbols. Yep. From the American Revolution. That freed us from tyranny. I mean, come on. Like, that is not, that's insane. Waffle Sensei, the empirical says, I've always held that Alex is on the autism spectrum and don't mean it disparagingly. I mean, he has a superhuman memory and that he can remember a news article from 15 years ago, but struggles translating it to people. I got to be honest, man. I'm I'm not trying to be mean here, but I think there's a drinking problem there. I think he said that. He said that explicitly, that his biggest problem was when he would drink and then do a show. Because he would yep. just say the dumbest stuff. He would be, he'd confuse stuff. He'd forget stuff. And so, yep. Yep. Dan says, sending my first super chat for Libby. I'm trying to meet someone just like her someday, hopefully <laughs> soon before the world ends. And then a bunch of heart emojis. Please send all of your uh, resumes, bank statements, and headshots to Tim. He'll be screening all of Libby's suitors. Oh, not me. No, we have staff for that, though. <laughs> All right. It'll be in your email. It'll just be marked red. (laughs) Logan Leroy says, Tim, I'm a med student at the University of uh, KS. I voted yes on the initiative that failed yesterday. Some of my pro-abortion classmates brought in champagne to celebrate today. Even if you support pro-choice, you shouldn't be celebrating abortion to that extent. That's how I feel. But the modern left is pro-abortion. Just outright pro-abortion. So on the other hand, they're not, but they are. Drink some champagne. Yeah, I guess. I mean, once there's champagne. It's already opened. Yeah, get it before it goes The bubbles flat. are going to die. Yeah, you just got to drink it. Greedo says <laughs> the missile had blades on it, no explosives. Yeah, wasn't it called like a ninja missile or something? What, what missile? A shredder. The missile they fired to kill Al-Zawahiri. It like they fire it and then it spins and fires blades and, and they just ah. sh- sh- shred you to pieces. That sounds like a weird Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, doesn't Star Wars use energy weapons like lightsabers? They do both. Yeah, but then they do other stuff too. Yeah, they have vibro blades, which are vibro blades. Yeah, they they just vibrate so fast that they cut through bone like butter. But they're not energy weapons. Huh. Also, I heard in the extended lore they had um, there were uh, I think they were stormtroopers. They fired slugs because the lightsabers couldn't deflect them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah ballistics are going to do well in space. Energy weapons are great, but ballistics will go right through a hull of a ship if hmm. they don't have uh, armor. Mm, yeah, I mean. They'll have shields that block the lasers, but then the uh, the bullets will go through the shields and hit the wall. So you're going to need hull armor and shields. What 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 sci-fi series did that? I was watching it and they used they used bullets in spaceships. I can't remember which one though. Recently, 
Mm. It was a recent one, or you watched it recently, but it was old. Uh, maybe it was old. Maybe it sounds maybe it was like new. an old concept. No, really? no, it's a new. Almost all space stuff was always like pew pew lasers yeah, yeah. and photon torpedoes. This was like they were shooting guns, and I was like, they have no shields; it's just ripping through the hull. You know, crazy Interesting. stuff. Interesting. Yeah, guns in space. All right. Jared Gutierrez says Pelosi went to celebrate giving access to over $2 billion in education to PRC. Confucius schools, why shoot down a person who just gave you money? People are saying Battlestar. Was it The Expanse? Halo? Firefly? Oh, didn't the they Expanse? have guns in Firefly? But it's I don't old remember. West, that movie. Firefly? Yeah. Or Maybe like it was Serenity. The Expanse. Serenity was the movie. The remember, Firefly yeah. was the show. Yeah. Firefly was the show. What a great theme. That was a great show. It was really a lot of fun to watch. They made RimWorld, the video game. It's basically based on Firefly. Really? Yeah, it's a great game. And, and then Serenity was the name of the ship, right? I heard it didn't do well, the, the, sh- the movie. Yeah, who cares? I Relative. watched it anyway. But yeah, Serenity was it. the ship. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Malcolm McDowell, is that it? I Malcolm? would have watched a whole bunch more of that. I think a lot of people would. Stacy Strickland says, previous conversation that mentioned restaurants in New Jersey. Is it still hard to order sweet tea in northern states? Random, but you used to get looked at sideways and wondering it, it's normalizing up there. I'm, I don't know. I don't know anybody orders. Luke orders half sweet tea. I didn't know. When you would get iced tea when I grew up in the Northeast and I grew up in New England, if you would have to ask for sugar to add it. It's not like when they make the simple syrup and add it and it's always like that. But I think the spread of some chain restaurants, like I think Chick-fil-A always has a sweet and iced tea. And I think that is sort of making it seem more normal. And I think some of the like uh, big brand name drinks also produce uh, sweet iced tea. So it's I uh, always drink unsweetened iced tea. And I'll ask at restaurants, you have iced tea? And they'll say, well, it's unsweetened, sort of apologetically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, good. Like, why would yeah, you? Yeah, I don't want sugar. Why would you put sugar in your iced tea? I didn't even, I, <laughs> I didn't have iced tea for years because like, my family like makes tea every morning. I read a story about a guy who drank nothing but iced tea and then he died. What? From what? Really? He was like 80 in heart attack? Yeah. Oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> COVID. No, there was actual story about a guy who was, uh, uh, he drank nothing but unsweet tea and he died in like his 40s and it, 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 I think it was related. That's what the story was like about. Like he didn't drink water? He didn't drink water. Well, that's, mm. I mean, right. that's, a, that's, that's a problem exactly. right away. He was getting some kind of buildup or something. I did have iced tea over the weekend. It was gorgeous. It is good. All right, let's read some more. We got Thomas Williams says, I agree going after Alex Jones for false information about Sandy Hook. I also want the same standards for all major networks, MSNBC, CNN, so on. Your false opinions have consequences. Your false opinions are uh, protected. In this instance, it was that Alex Jones said definitive things. Now, I I think what they're arguing is, and again, I, I, I don't know every detail of the case, he, he was saying that he was like reading things from his audience and stuff like that. And then asking questions. And I think they determined, look, the standard for private citizens is way, way lower than for public figures. Maybe he could have argued involuntary public figures like they did with the Covington Catholic kids and apparently getting away with it because those cases are getting dismissed. But, you know, I'm hearing that it was Battlestar in the, the recent Battlestar. Recent Battlestar? The recent one. What's which with the that blonde girl the, that was that Starbucks? Had the, yeah, that had um Kara. Well that's not real. That's twenty years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 15 not the years ago. In the 70s. It's the remake though. But that they yeah. had the bullets. Yeah. There was yeah. something else I was watching recently though. And bullets in space. I don't know. Maybe it was like a bu- low budget movie. I can't remember. I watch random stuff on Amazon. Stefan Buxev says regarding Alex Jones, talk to Barnes. He explains really well how he's getting railroaded. Technically the judge has already broken Texas law regarding how he has tried too long of an explanation for a super chat interesting so appeal on the horizon he's in texas 
This case is in Texas, yeah. Oh, wow. Thought the, people were suing in Connecticut or something. Uh, I think the previous case was. I remember uh, he didn't show up to it in, in person, which is okay, and there's some back and forth, but there, there were two separate legal motions, and this mm. one is in Texas. People are saying it's the expanse. I don't know. They could be wrong, but a lot of people just... Yeah, I mean, maybe both. Common sci-fi theme. Trock says, USA will not let Taiwan fall. Taiwan invasion equals World War Four. We have already had a cold World War Three. We have been putting this war off, denying Taiwan independence. I don't agree with that. I think that it's just one of these colonization tactics, and it's been planned for a long time that China it's part of I mean it's right next to China China's taken Taiwan yeah they they definitely are and there's nothing we can do about it yeah they're moving industry to the states yep. like the last few months they have been they're just preparing for the transition That's we right. just don't have the leadership to do anything Donald Trump said he would nuke Beijing if they tried yeah and he was the crazy person I with know. the knife and so. he was like maybe they believe me 5% but it's enough mm-hmm. That's yeah that was a I don't quote, know man it it's kind of scary because I think it was enough even the left, they were like, Donald Trump could start a nuclear war. And I'm like, yeah. He wants you to think that. He might. Yeah. He just might. <laughs> it's like. But that like doubt was really to his strength, right? Like even it's if it's sure. only 5%. Well, it's like you were saying, if, if there's a crazy guy, like if you're, if you're, if you're building on your block is on the corner and there's a crazy looking guy twirling a gun around and he's like shaking it and pointing it around. Just you'd be like, from that guy. yeah, you're the one house not getting robbed. Mm-hmm. Cause like a crazy guy you can't argue with. You know, if they saw somebody, they'd be like, I bet I can take him. But a crazy guy who was just like shaking his gun, you're going to be like, I'm not going anywhere near that guy. That's right. I actually saw a guy in my neighborhood the other day and he uh, <laughs> he had what looked to be like a little machine gun type of thing. And he was like pointing it around and stuff. And it took a while before I saw that it had like a orange tip oh, on it. Oh, jeez. And I was, I was like, I this is totally freaked out. I've heard kids get shot or one guy in particular, I think it was in Ohio, got shot for that. A cop saw him and thought he had a real gun. So he killed him yeah that that's happened oh that's not my kid's not allowed to take his nerf guns to the park not in this era Uh no way all right diesel addict ryan says chicken ian the hero we didn't didn't know we needed until we saw him long live chicken ian yes people were i saw i saw uh like libertarian people sharing the cartoon so for those unfamiliar at chicken city youtube channel there's a cartoon we asked an ai i typed in like the parameters like ian federal reserve chickens and they wrote this very, like, it wrote this story. It was like, one day Ian went to school and he was bullied by, you know, a rooster. And so then we turned it into a cartoon. And then Ian goes on this rant about the Federal Reserve and then the chickens so I think take over the Federal Reserve. It was, <laughs> shut yes. it down. I think that the AI wrote the story and then Kent wrote the dialogue. Was that right? I the AI wrote the premise. It was like, and then Kent, shout out to that Ian dialogue. the chicken goes to school and was bullied. And then, you know, and then, yeah, all the dialogue was written by Kent. Your graphene book bag. Yeah. That's great. I wanted to make it into a into a show because that was really hilarious. Yeah, but cool. I want to rename the character from Chicken Ian to some like Wilbert or something. Rooster Ian. Rooster Ian, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, big news, though. We're filming our music video. We filmed half of it for the song that we're putting out in a couple of weeks. It's really, really good. I'm really excited. Pete Parada is going to be here. He's an amazing drummer. Super excited to have him. And we're getting the big crew. We're getting the fog machine. And we're filming a music video oh, it's gonna get on hot. Saturday. In a Let haunted house. Sweat pour. Oh, it is awesome. going to get hot. There's no air conditioning. House? Perfect. Yeah, it's like an old 1800s farm, like farmhouse. Wow. And we filmed the first part of it in disrepair, and now it's been partially renovated for this second half of the video. Let's get so, a huge fan. We'll set up. Well, we, we're going to get on us while we're playing. We're going to get a couple <laughs> portable air conditioner units so that we can film this because it's going to be an all-day thing. We, we got to move stuff around yeah. and 
play the song like 10 times, but I'm really excited for this. And then uh, we the ad run we have in Times Square, it's going up probably August 21st, vid- images from the video. It's going to be really amazing. Mm. Super excited for this. And uh, good music. Really great music. Carter Banks is a, an, an, an amazing genius music producer. So we're really excited for this. Really excited. Let's grab some more Super Chats. Type 54 Blackstar says, tried to vote yesterday in AZ as a libertarian and was only able to vote for the single libertarian running. Why am I forced to vote per party? Tim, are you still planning on getting your FFL? I mean, at some point, it would be nice to get an FFL. Luke wanted to buy one. I don't know if I can pull that off. What's FFL? Uh, uh, firearm, fe- federal firearms license. Oh. I think that's what it stands for. You have to buy it? You register a business and then you go through the hoops and then you can have a license for selling guns. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's and then, federal firearms license. Yeah, depending on what tier it is or whatever, however it's work, like there, you can you can have suppressors and short barrel rifles and all these crazy NFA items, and then there's even a, an application to apply for a nuclear weapon or like robot, robot autonomous autonomous. Yeah, robot I mean probably. Weapons. I mean it'd be really cool if a bunch of those robot dogs. Just want that dog? Yeah. I mean I'm <laughs> I'm freaked out by them. You've seen those Boston oh, Dynamics yeah, yeah. videos. We were driving by there, uh, going to see family, and I was like, oh my goodness, look, it's Boston Dynamics, terrifying. <laughs> Did you see the video where it has the mounted machine or yeah. semi-automatic? Yeah, yeah. Man, I, think it's, yeah I think it's a fully. Yeah. All right, automatic. let's grab uh, let's grab one more here. We got Mike DeRussia. He says, $99.99 says Tim won't talk about how Brave New World is happening in real time. Sexualized kids, world government, eternal youth, government mandated drugs, change my mind. Well, we have talked about that quite a bit. The only thing is we like to point to Luke Rudkowski's shirt where it shows all of the dystopian novels as a Venn diagram. And in the middle it says, you are here because it's not just Brave New World. It's a little bit of everything. So my friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel. Share the show if you really like it and head over to TimCast.com. Sign up to become a member. We're going to have a members only uncensored show talking about some, some uh, we'll call it spicy topics that uh, probably not family friendly. We'll put it that way. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Libby, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, I want to shout out the postmillennial.com. You should come check us out. I'm at Twitter. Um, Oh, and it's just my name, at Libby Emmons. You can also come check out humanevents.com. We're doing a lot of really interesting op-eds over there uh, that I've been loving loving seeing that work. And that's pretty much, yeah, that's it. That's my whole shout out. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm going to plug TimCast.com. I'm there five yeah. times a day. You can click on the read tab and see not just me, but the rest of the news team hard at work. And I'm on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. It's a good week. You guys get involved, get engaged. This is one's for you. I'm Ian Crossland. You can follow me at iancrossland.net. Uh, get in touch with me on social media through there if you'd like to. Also, nail that like button if you haven't done it yet and, and click the bell. Nail it. Yeah, ding that bell so you get notifications when the show goes live. And I'll see you next time. And thanks for watching. We'll see you all over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs>